cage match fighting to the death. Wall-crawling human spider. Tactically, we'll have multiple objectives. Keep her busy so I can take her from behind. My control radiation, Superman. Just about enough of the energy blasts. They must be using some kind of mind control technology. How could you have this little party without inviting me? I should have taken you down last time. My mistake. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Scheme of Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, tonight we've got another one of our showdown episodes. Uh, this one, uh, this time, it's DC versus Marvel Showdown. So, uh, who's fighting with us tonight? Well, we've got Anthony. Can we say your last name, Anthony? Yeah, it's cool. Anthony Kennedy. How's it going, everybody? Brian Townsend. Assalamu alaikum. And Peter Lucas. Hey, folks. So, uh, how does this work, Mike? Well, this is a showdown show, uh, which means we've got uh, we've got physical fights involved here, and it's DC versus Marvel. So we've got sixteen Marvel characters, sixteen DC characters. We line them up in tournament style brackets, which you can download from our. Newly designed website at geekfights.net. Uh, basically, in round one, we're going to have one Marvel character versus one DC character. Uh, everyone's going to give their vote, give their rationale. Uh, the winner moves on to the next round. This will continue all the way until we're left with one. This is like a Thunderdome. 32 go in, one come out. Uh, and that one will be declared the winner of the DC versus Marvel showdown. Now, with showdown fights, like I said, it's physical fights. So uh, that's the kind of geek logic that we're going to work with. But that's really the only requirement. You can make up any, uh, any rationale you want. You basically script the fight. How would you have this go down? And, you know, we had Aunt May beat Thor in one of these. So really the crazier an idea you can come up with, hey, maybe you can get the ball rolling. People go along with it. Uh, you get some crazy geek logic in these and, uh, and you get some weird results. Yeah, it, it's actually, it, it, I was explaining it to Anthony beforehand. He's like, well, no, Thor would, uh, you know, or who is it? Uh, we've got first fight is Darkseid versus Jean Grey. Well, that's actually a pretty good fight. But I was uh, somebody strong versus somebody very, very weak. And it's like comic precedent set, says that anybody can win, period. Like, it doesn't matter. And uh, in this scenario, anybody can win. And we're going to go right to our first fight. Brian, this one is yours. It is Darkseid versus Jean Grey, also known as the Phoenix. I'm going to say um, it'll be uh, Jean Grey because it'll it'll basically kind of be a replay of when Darkseid uh, fought Galactus. Jean Grey will show up and, and he'll be more powerful at first and then she'll realize, oh, I can consume Apocalypse, which is basically a big star encrusted in the planet. She'll consume that power. She'll become all gods and powerful and uh, evil and just take him out. Uh, vote for the Phoenix. Yeah, if it was just Jean Grey, 
there's no way in my head I could see her beating Darkseid, but with the Phoenix Force, and it's one of the most powerful... Let's fuck that. It is the most powerful thing in the Marvel Universe. It's more powerful than almost every other character. I could see her easily consuming Darkseid himself, but... He's got those goddamn Omega Beams, and I think he could get off a blast before she could. So I'm going to go with uh, Darkseid. Mike? Yeah, you see this, uh, if you look here, this says Jean Grey Phoenix, uh, not Jean Grey Dark Phoenix. Uh, if this were Dark Phoenix, that would be a little bit different. Uh, Jean Grey at Phoenix level is not quite as powerful. Now, there is an inevitability that she would become the Phoenix, but like you said, Damon, if he could get off the Omega Blast and the Omega Blast pretty much almost always hit their target, he would take her out before she had a chance to become the all-powerful, all-consuming Dark Phoenix and destroy the planet. Because you remember, even uh, Professor X and Beast whipped up a little headband thing that could uh, could slow her down for a second. So uh, this, this is just all a matter of timing, and uh, time is just not on her side. Yes, it isn't. Uh, <laughs> Pete. Um, yeah, I have to, uh, disagree with you guys, and I have to say, uh, Jean Grey Phoenix for this one, because the thing that, uh, I think we're overlooking here is the fact that she's a female, so before he, uh, hit her with his Omega Beams, uh, she could drop her top, startle him for just a second, and bam, take advantage of the fact that, uh, I don't care about female, the so, dark, Fe- so I gotta go with, uh, Jean Grey Phoenix on this one. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Anthony. Which one takes the win? I beg to differ. I think Darkseid does care about titties. I mean, he does have a son. Um, just looking at uh, uh, physical strength, you know, Darkseid goes toe-to-toe. And I, I'm not going to even say goes toe-to-toe. He owns Superman from the comic books, from the cartoons. But And if it was just regular Jean Grey with her telekinesis and telepathy, she's an Omega-level mutant. She's one of the most powerful... Not only the most powerful mutant, the most powerful Marvel superhero being on Earth, which is her mutant powers at their full potential. And then you throw in the Phoenix Force, which she's like the the perfect vessel for it. And it's like the, the purpose of the Phoenix Force was that whenever it dies, it rises again. So it's like, can you imagine Darkseid keep trying and trying and trying to kill this damn thing? And it keeps coming back because it because it, it consumes all power. As much as I like Darkseid, I got to go with Jean Grey. It's just way too much power she can tap into. Jean Grey takes the win in the first fight. We are on to our next one. It is Death from, you know, Sandman and all that good stuff. Death versus Conan the Barbarian. Um, Michael really loves putting Conan on the list because Conan likes to rape things and it's a female. But Death is Death. You can't beat death. You can only hope to stay away from it for long enough. And Conan uh, isn't around right now. So I'm going to go with death. I think death takes the win on that one. Uh, Mike? Uh, Yeah, you pretty much said it. Uh, Death is death. Um, Anything that can or will die uh, ultimately loses to death. So death. Pete? Um, yeah, in this one, I'm agreement. Uh, there's no escaping death. It happens to everybody and everything. So I got to go with death. Another vote for death. Anthony. Uh, as much as I do want to go with death, I'm just going to go beyond the comic books and realize that Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Conan and that motherfucker rarely dies when he's the hero. So I'm going to cast a vote for Conan. Brian. 
Okay. See, what I think here we have going on here is that we have a a a, a, a failure to correctly um, define victory. Okay. Yes, death is all powerful, um, and it's you can't really kill death. Well, actually, in the endless, you can. You can dissuade death. You can push death off because the endless are vulnerable to things like that. That's how they wound up being comic characters. And particularly this iteration of death, the death from the endless in the DC universe, she is compassionate death. So even though she may be able to ultimately end you, she doesn't enjoy it. She doesn't feel victorious about it. She doesn't really feel good about it. She does her job because it's necessary, but she doesn't really get off on it. And so if if it's one of these situations where, yes, Conan must die, even though it's a tragic death, death from, you know, the, the, the DC death, she will not define it as a victory for herself. And so because of the compassion of that particular character where she can, even though she can defeat people because all people fall to death, because she would ne- almost never define it as a victory, then I would say uh, that somebody dying in her charge never defined it as a victory. I'd have to say she almost never wins because she's not trying to win. She's just sort of doing a person doing her job. So I'm going to give it to Conan. I'll vote for Conan the Barbarian. But death does win. And we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern. Versus Rogue, the X-Men. This uh, this is pretty easy. Uh, Rogue is quite powerful, but uh, her main ability is to uh, to really take the powers from someone else through touch. Um, and and John Stewart as a Green Lantern one, he has no actual abilities. Uh, it is the ring, and he could keep her from touching him using the ring and his tremendous uh, willpower. Uh, plus, uh, she is a Southern Belle, and he is a black man, so uh, he may have a little anger going on his side, too. And uh, I think I'm going to give it to Jon Stewart. You say she's going to go down to the power of the black penis? <laughs> Pete? <laughs> uh, I totally got to disagree with this one. I have to go with the rogue. I, I can see where, uh, you know, there might be a big brawl, you know, DC versus Marvel. Rogue touches Superman, gets his powers, and boom, Jon Stewart's going down pretty quick. So I got to go with Rogue. A vote for Rogue. Anthony? On that same note, I think she she wouldn't go after Superman. She would tap into all of her abilities. Because remember, uh, in the Extreme X-Men, Chris Claremont gave her the ability to tap into everybody she's ever touched, which meant every psyche and every power so she'll tap into professor x and realize oh you know what batman that's a bad mf there let's go get him grab him get all of his psyche realizes how i can beat him and we'll beat john stewart as much as i love the samuel jackson john stewart i gotta go with rogue uh vote for rogue brian okay so um i'm even though I, I'm totally not envisioning this as as 
Super Shaft, John Stewart versus Rogue. I'm envisioning this as John Stewart from The Daily Show versus Rogue with a power ring. And John Stewart is the most loved, beloved man in America. And, you know, Rogue would want to kick his ass, but he's John Stewart. He'd do that funny thing with his eyes. He'd go, and she's like, I can't hit him. And then, you know, he would, you know, figure out some way to defeat her. And then, you know, then he'd use the ring to do like, you know, Green Lantern sex toys and shit. And it would be all perfectly happy for everybody. So I'm going to vote for Jon Stewart. A vote for Jon Stewart. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. I can't vote to Jon Stewart from Comedy Central. Uh, That's fine. I don't don't really care about that. Uh, And it was one of those things where I was like, there's a lot of women on this list. I'm going to make an effort not to say anything about rape things or anything like that. But you guys have picked up the slack that I've left behind. Uh, But it is tied. And and Mike is is right and wrong. Uh, Rogue does have more than just uh, the absorption power. She also has her super strength, flight, and invulnerability. She's a very, very powerful character in the Marvel Universe. But that being said, so is Jon Stewart. The only limitation of the power ring is Jon Stewart himself. And uh, I I don't see him going down in this fight. Uh, I'm going to go with Jon Stewart. And John Stewart is going to take the win. Oh, I think he'll go yeah. down, or Rogue will go down, or maybe they'll both go down. I hope not. Uh, on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Brainiac versus Kang the Conqueror. And this is so the one I did not want to be first on. Um, my, uh, I've, I, I know the characters. I know these two characters. I've read stuff with them, but it's been a long time. Uh, that being said, um, I, I, I got to give it give the edge to Brainiac. I think uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he, if I recall correctly, a supercomputer brain, so I'm going with Brainiac. Uh, vote for Brainiac. Anthony? Um, I gotta go with Brainiac as well. I mean, Kane the Conqueror, he, he has all these different multiple personalities. There's Immortus and Ramatut, so it's kind of confusing which one you're gonna get. Brainiac is a very steady supercomputer that Somehow has the best virus protection, even though he's running uh, Windows 98. And on top of that, he can clone himself. And on top of that, he can put copies of himself. You never know where he's coming from. And he destroyed a planet, depending on which version of Superman's origin you want to go with. So I'm going with Brainiac. A vote for Brainiac. Brian? Um, I, I'm going to go very comic booky and, and comic nerd on this one because it, it doth it does please me. Okay, Kang's primary strength as a as an adversary is that he brings in vast armies armed with technology technology from past and future realms. So his big tactic is that he tries he basically shows up and tries to overwhelm the Avengers, but his main edge is his technology. Um, versus Brainiac who is just basically all technology. So whatever technology that Kang could bring to bear against Brainiac, Brainiac could probably write a virus and override it, take control of it, probably could take over his time travel technology and turn that against Kang. And then you've just got Kang's soldiers versus Brainiac and their own technology, and it's just pretty much a slaughter. So I'm going for Brainiac. A vote for Brainiac. Um, 
Kang does not have multiple personalities. He's a time traveler. So all those other personalities that you're talking about is just the younger self. He, he doesn't have multiple personalities. He's a time traveler. And because he's a time traveler and he knows what happens in the future, he has the advantage over Brainiac. Oh, Brainiac's a supercomputer. Well, why don't we go back with Spears? I, I, like, he could easily come back anything that Brainiac has because he comes from the fucking future. And not five years from the future, like a hundred, two hundred thousand years into the future. Don't get me wrong, the iPhone is the shit right now, but 20 years from now, the iPhone is going to look like a piece, a piece of cardboard. Remember the, remember the big giant phones that people put up to their fucking ears in the 80s? Those things were the wave of the future. Those things are pieces of shit now. So future overrides everything. Time travel overrides everything, and I'm going with Kang. Uh, Mike. You are completely right, Damon. Uh, it is not the technology that is his strength. It is the time travel. Uh, it's not that he could come back with no technology. He can go back to when Brainiac was being programmed and put some sort of backdoor uh, programming in there so that as soon as Brainiac sees uh, uh, Kang, he will just shut down. Um, it's, it's the Bill and Ted paradox. All he has to do is think, All right, once I get out of here, I will just put whatever I need here to take care of it, and he will do it. Time travel is, is, is just really tough to beat, and, uh, and Brainiac does not have that ability. Uh, he is just a machine, a machine that had a beginning, and as long as there's a beginning, Kang can go before that beginning and take care of him before it even starts. A vote for Kang. But you Brainiac-loving motherfuckers are putting Brainiac into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. It is Green Arrow versus Deadpool. Uh, honestly, these are two characters I really don't care about. kind of hate with a passion. Uh, Green Arrow, uh, he's a poor man's Batman. Uh, pretty good sharpshooter. I like the fact that he, he, he led to Superman's downfall in The Dark Knight Returns, but you know, Deadpool is a badass merc with teleportation abilities. He has a healing factor. It never shuts up. So he just gets, I think he'll just annoy Ollie Queen to death. So I think in a fight, Deadpool would kick that ass. Uh, vote for Deadpool. Brian. Um, I'm, uh, Deadpool is beatable. He's not, you know, all powerful. He gets beaten by people. And, uh, see, I'm more interested in this matchup because it would just be a hell of a good fight. You know, Deadpool would be running his mouth, and depending on when you're dealing with Ollie Queen, he'd either, you know, be ho-ho-ho and shooting boxing glove arrows, or he'd be running around all dark and broody and ninja-like. In terms of fighting ability, you know, depending on when you get them, they can be either a totally mismatched because of Deadpool or totally evenly matched depending on, you know, the recent iterations of, uh, green arrow. Um, I guess I'm going to wind up just going with, uh, green arrow only because I know more about him and therefore I can figure out a way that he could possibly, a couple of different ways that he could possibly beat Deadpool. Whereas, Deadpool has always been so repugnant to me. I really don't know enough about him to put up, you know, to write a good fight for him. 
So, Green Arrow. I'll vote for Green Arrow. Deadpool is amazing. He's a, he's a great character that was created by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I love saying that statement because he is a Rob Liefeld character. But in the late 90s, it was either Joe Casey or Joe Kelly, and Eddie McGinnis uh, turned him into the character that we know today. Uh, before that, he was just a ninja assassin who has healing factor, a great sense of humor. I don't remember teleportation, but that doesn't matter. He still has the advantage over Oliver Queen. As Brian said, the best that they could ever be is even. And if the best they could ever be is even, and it always sides on uh, Deadpool, the way I see this one going down is Deadpool is talking shit, talking shit, and then stops talking shit and kills him. Because that's what Deadpool does. Uh, Green Arrow, okay, whatever. I'm going Deadpool. Uh, Mike? You know, both of these two are are very, very uh, effective uh, combatants. Um, Deadpool does have powers, uh, but Green Arrow is uh, is actually more skilled um, in in a variety of ways. Um, Deadpool, and and it's funny because both of them actually are experiencing uh, quite a renaissance right now. But I'm going to give it to Green Arrow. Because while the fight would be going on, Deadpool would be talking a lot of shit um, and talking smack. He's the merc with the mouth. Uh, but uh, but Green Arrow is pretty smart, and he would just point out that he currently has a uh, a very successful TV show on the CW <laughs> network, and uh, Deadpool has failed to materialize a movie, uh, and and the the supposed star of his movie uh, tanked a Green Lantern movie. Uh, and he really has almost no hopes at this point of breaking out and being anything more than a, a two-bit comic book character, uh, which would just leave Deadpool crying on the ground because he's a, basically a comedy character. A vote for Green Arrow. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Pete. Which one takes the win? Uh, well, much as I'm enjoying the, uh, the new iteration of uh, Green Arrow on the CW network that uh, Mike uh, mentioned, um, I have to say, uh, all things being equal, gun beats bow. So yeah, I, Deadpool. You're you're absolutely right. A gun does beat a bow and arrow, as long as you still have uh, projectiles. And yeah, not on the CW uh, so, network. Yeah, the CW network. That you said he he has his crowning achievement is being on the CW network. I think that's a strike against him. At least Deadpool was in a movie. Uh, remember the oh, CW is the same one that brings you the Vampire Diaries, which is Twilight Lights. So. Yeah, but he was in Wolf. He was in uh, that Wolverine movie, so that loses a lot more points than the yeah, CW that, network. That, CW that network at least had Smallville, which also uh, but, had Green Arrow. But the thirty seconds that uh, of Deadpool in that movie was amazing. It was actually the best part of that movie was him being Deadpool. And not the end of the movie Deadpool, but Deadpool. That's like the, the that's the best part of getting your dick cut off. It is. Deadpool is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Brian. This one is yours. It is. Wait, who is this character? Wally West? I've never heard of Wally West. Versus Spider Man. Brian, you might be muted. No, I was having issues. Uh, Wally West versus Spider Man? Oh, wow. Yep. Um, I, uh, I actually like spider-man um 
Wally West. Though I, I'm, I'm kind of liking Wally West more because of uh, Young Justice. Um, let's see. What? Wally West, who's kind of, he is kind of the underdog hero of Young Justice these days. And he is a super speedster. But then again, speedsters get taken out all the time because people know what to do with them. And let's see. Wow, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I want to go with Spider-Man just because Spider-Man is way so so much cooler. Oh, yeah. But I really, I really don't like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. So now since Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield and Wally West is Wally West on Young Justice, uh, Wally West, because I like him better. Wally West no longer exists. Uh, the last episode of the Young Justice was what, like three weeks ago, and, the and there's no canceled. more. And the show's canceled. There's no more Young Justice. There means there's no more Wally West. So Spider-Man is fighting a non-existent character. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Spider-Man here. Easy fight for me, Mike. Yeah, I mean, there's pretty much. I mean, Wally West. Uh, actually, Wally West does exist. Uh, he just uh, at the moment has no superpowers. He's a normal human being who is the uh, relative of Iris West. So Spider-Man could easily beat a normal human being. But before that, he would take him into a comic book store and point out that, yep, no comic books except in the back issues. And nobody gives a shit about back issues anymore. Then he'd turn on the TV and he'd turn on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon and laugh for a while. And he'd put on Young Justice and go, oh, wait, it's only repeats because your show got canceled. And uh, then they would go to a Toys R Us. And uh, look at the all the Young Justice figures that are now on the clearance rack. Uh, and then look at all these Spider-Man figures that take up, oh, maybe a quarter of the action figure aisle. Uh, and pretty much, like Deadpool before him, he would just be crying. Another vote for Spider-Man. Pete? Um, well, for me, there was, uh, there, was never a, there was no Flash that existed after Barry Allen. That was uh, the Flash to me. Also, um, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the Spider-Man figure on my shelf, whereas I have no Wally West figures. So Spider-Man. Another vote for Spider-Man and Anthony. I see your Andrew Garfield or whatever his name is. that played amazing Spider-Man and I raise you Michael Rosenbaum, which is probably the best voice flash ever. And if I'm going to go on that, that flash was freaking awesome. And that Flash would easily kick Spider-Man's ass. On top of that, Wally West was born into the Speed Force. And I, I, I know Spider-Man is like the John Cena of comic books where no matter the odds, he overcomes. I hate a loser. Wally West seems like a winner. I'm going Wally West. Then why doesn't he have his own book or cartoon? Cause, or cause, anything. Well, that doesn't mean just because you don't have like properties doesn't make you a winner. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Rick Flair has WWE. $2 billion in ticket revenue makes you a winner. You, you know what? Yeah. By, by that logic, then uh, Ultraman and the Japanese superheroes are even bigger winners because they do way more business than any of the American superheroes. So yeah, then Ultraman for the win. But he's not on this is DC for, Yeah, he's not DC or Marvel. And Spider-Man took the win. We are on to our next fight. It is Wonder Woman versus the Beyonder. Uh, Beyonder is infinitely powerful, but I don't like him. I don't like him at all. At all. Uh, so Wonder Woman walks up and just smacks him and says, shut up. Shut up. 
She doesn't even put anything on him. She just smacks him in the face like, you fucking nitwick. And, and then he's like, oh, sorry about that shit. And Wonder Woman walks away with the win. So I'm going to go Wonder Woman. Mike? Uh, I will uh, continue your story. Wonder Woman walks away and the Beyonder just makes her never exist. Uh, vote for the Beyonder. Pete? Um, yeah, I never really cared for the Beyonder as a character. While I think, uh, you know, he may uh, in a toe-to-toe be able to beat Wonder Woman because he's uh, got these powers and stuff. Um, I don't know. Linda Carter was one of my first crushes. So, uh, uh, girl power all the way. Boner beats Beyonder. Anthony? Okay, yeah, Beyonder has that omnipotent power, but Wonder Woman was forced by gods, which means they would be very pissed off if the Beyonder just tried to put the smack down on her, and they would get into the fight. Zeus would shove lightning bolts up his ass. Hades would come and bring the fire and all that. So Wonder Woman would have backup with her. I mean, I know this is one-on-one, but guys don't like to lose. That's what I've heard. So I'm going with Wonder Woman. Another vote for Wonder Woman, Brian. Um, well, yeah, and uh, what's his name? The Beyonder. He he's 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 that typical omnipotent force in comics that basically you can't beat. So the way that those guys get beat is that you have to talk them down, or you know, back them into a corner, or make them see how wrong they are and how wrong they've been. And there's nobody. Uh, who's better in comics than um, foiling you with logic than Wonder Woman. That's particularly the the Wonder Woman iterations of Wonder Woman that I like, the ones who are, you know, logical and wise and and good people, and then will, if you really keep going, beat the crap out of you. Plus, she's got the lasso of truth, so then she could make him see, um, face the truth of just what, a worthless piece of shit he is and a stupid idea he is. And then he would say, Oh, you're right. I suck. And then he would will himself out of existence. Wonder Woman takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. It's first unknown fight of the evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to this, Mike, this one is yours. It is captain America versus Jared Formby's pick. And at first he was like, "I'm gonna go Power Girl." Let me let me let me let me read him read him exactly. Let's see. I, I really want to submit Power Girl, who gets snubbed every year, which is true. But he's going to submit. Let's see how Captain America fares against the Big Blue Dong, Doctor Manhattan. So it is Captain America versus Doctor Manhattan. Hmm. Mike, that one is yours. Uh, let's see. I will go uh, with uh, Captain America because uh, Dr. Manhattan is uh, essentially powerless. Uh, he, he has no free will of his own, whereas Captain America is the living embodiment of free will. So the beyond, or the, or Dr. Manhattan would lose because he knows that he would lose. Uh, vote for Captain America. Wow. Um, well, Dr. Manhattan can clone himself. 
and make many copies of himself to throw against Captain America. But ultimately, I think it would be useless. So, Captain America. America. Uh, Anthony. Now, if this was like the from the 1940s to the 1980s Captain America, I didn't like that one. He was a little cheesy little kiss ass. But the ultimate Captain America, that dude was a badass. That dude stopped the alien invasion. That dude kicked uh, the Incredible Hawk in his balls. And if we're going to be technical, that's all that Dr. Manhattan has out in the open. Some big blue balls. So I figure, again, Dr. Manhattan would do what is right. I mean, just like he did at the end of The Watchmen. And he'll realize that America needs Captain America to beat Dr. Manhattan. And he would see defeat. Captain Steve Rogers. Uh, vote for Captain America. Uh, Brian. See, this is just basically a repeat of, of the last fight. It's the, you know, star-spangled superhero versus the omnipotent being. And the way that you beat the omnipotent being isn't that you don't take him down with raw power. You take him down with speechifying. And even more than Wonder Woman, there is nobody better at speechifying than Captain America. Captain America would make, you know, Dr. Manhattan realize once again that he was wrong and that Dr. He wouldn't even have to use the lasso of truth to get Dr. Manhattan to realize that he is a danger to the universe and cause Dr. Manhattan to implode himself out of existence. So, Dr. Uh, Captain America. No, <laughs> you fuckers are completely wrong. You're talking about talking down villains. Dr. Manhattan is not a villain. He's not a bad guy. He's actually the good guy. Um, and you don't have, you wouldn't have to talk him down. He knows the future and he knows the past. He knows it all. Uh, he doesn't make clones of himself. Those are just pieces of himself that are separated, uh, into different time frames. Like he is infinitely more powerful than Captain America. There's no way possible Captain America could take him out unless, like you said, you know, the, he saw something in the future where Captain America had to, had to, had to be there to win. Yeah. That I'll, 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 I'll let that slide. But otherwise, there's no way, there's no fucking way that he takes down uh, Captain, uh, sorry, that he takes down, uh, that Captain America takes down Dr. Manhattan. It is not possible. Manhattan just freezes him in time. Just, boop, you're done. Just, boop. matter of fact, he's the reason he was for, frozen from the 1940s until the 19 whatever, 60s, when he woke up. Because Manhattan froze his ass. That's how powerful Dr. Manhattan is. I'm voting for Dr. Manhattan. You guys fucking suck. But Captain America is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Well, I guess he's not that powerful after all, because he just lost that fight. Well, yeah, it's because you guys are wrong. We're on to our next fight. Pretty much you've been wrong almost on every fight so far. Just about. It is Mogo versus Franklin Richards. That's all you, Pete. Um, You always come to me on the ones that I hate. Um, uh, I got to go with Mogo, because he's a planet. A living planet. Uh, vote for Mogo. All planets are living that are alive. Uh, Anthony? <laughs> that is... Well, I'm going to go on personal preference. A living planet as just a planet as a Green Lantern, that just... I, I just never got that. Somebody must have been smoking some hella weed or tripping off acid when they thought that of that. Alan Moore? Alan Moore? Yeah, yeah, that explains a lot. Uh, but Franklin Richards is like the 
one of the he's again he's an omega level mutant, and he has like undefined uh, mutant abilities, reality warping. People, the Fantastic Four are scared of him, and they took down Galactus. Can you imagine what he do to Mogo? Franklin Richards. A uh, vote for Franklin Richards, Brian. Um, yeah, you know, Franklin Richards is it. He is the do not be fooled by size. Size means nothing. Franklin Richards is strong with the force, or whatever the equivalent is in in the Marvel universe. He's you know one of these open ended things, whereas Mogo is pretty fucking powerful. He doesn't play the role of the nigh omnipotent being. Now, see if Mogo could do some speechifying and and make Franklin Richards realize that he was a bad bad boy, then and that he needed to go to his room without supper, then I think Mogo would stand a chance. But Mogo is just going to loom there. And Franklin Witches, Richards is going to say, I wish you to the intergalactic cornfield. And Mogo's gone. So, Franklin Richards. I love the Twilight Zone. A vote for Franklin. Yeah, I, I, You know, it, it has nothing to do with speechifying. Uh, Franklin Ma- Richards not only is incredibly powerful, not really in control of his powers. Uh, I don't know. I, I know it's been, well, almost 20 years, but he did create a whole entire separate Marvel Universe uh, just because he got a little upset. Like, he's really, really powerful, and he has no control over his powers. So you, you, you get you get Mogo in there upsetting him, threatening his mother or his father in any way, shape, or form. Franklin Richards gets upset and winks Mogo out of existence, like just gone. Uh, yeah, I got to go with Franklin. Mike? Now, uh, the, the thing that everyone's forgetting is that... Uh, Mogo has the ability to communicate telepathically with people. Uh, he, he is the, the lantern. He basically tests the lanterns. Um, he can show you your fears. He can show you your hopes. He can, he can come into contact with your deepest subconscious uh, needs and abilities. And he could, while Franklin Richards is very powerful, Franklin Richards also um, has been told by his father repeatedly not to use his powers. He's actually... Uh, won't use his powers because he knows it'll get him in trouble. So Franklin Richards as a child uh, could be beaten by Mogo, but I'm actually voting for Franklin Richards the adult that has appeared in uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four because it's established at that time when he becomes an adult and obviously no longer needs to listen to his father and his powers are in full bloom. He basically takes Galactus sort of as a pet and Galactus can eat planets Mogo is a planet, so Franklin would just sit Galactus on Mogo and then uh, have a good laugh. Uh, so Franklin Richards gets another vote and takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. It is Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam, versus Magneto. This sucks. These were my picks. Um, Captain Marvel, he's, a, he's actually but he's a middle schooler. But he has the powers of the gods. Magneto's again a mega level mutant with god damn he can do some incredible stuff. Um, Magneto survived death a number of times. Captain Marvel is scared to kill people. Magneto has no problem killing people. So I think that that alone would scare Captain Marvel or Billy. And I can see him 
ripping off Captain Marvel's head just with the iron in his blood, a la X-Men 2. So I'm going with Magnus. Uh, vote for Magneto. Brian. Yeah. Um, sure, there are a ton of ways that Magneto could maybe um, defeat Captain Marvel if he was prepared and knew Captain Marvel was coming. Otherwise, Captain Marvel would just laugh at Magneto as he basically pulled him out into space where there was no atmosphere and just kept flying, flying, flying faster than the speed of light to the Rock of Eternity and left him there because the rock is basically a rock. And Magneto could basically deal with the wizard, Shazam, who's one of the most powerful entities in the cosmos. You know, and and and... Let me put it this way: in 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 old school Captain Marvel um, continuity, they dealt with people. Captain Marvel dealt with with three people as powerful as Magneto is before lunchtime every day. Magneto is 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 you know he's badass in the current continuity Marvel universe, but we're talking golden age powerhouses here, and and these guys had no reason to have reasonable power levels. So none of them did. And Captain Marvel was one of the top dogs. So Captain Marvel. A vote for Captain Marvel. Actually Marvel. Um, yeah. Uh, Magneto. And, and that's actually one of my favorite things about Magneto. Uh, 20 years ago, people would argue about whether it was Magneto or Magneto, but now because of all the movies and cartoons, it's Magneto, and everybody knows it. Fuck you, people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this fight is really, really easy. Uh, Captain Marvel is a Superman-level character. Yes, I understand Omega-level mutant sounds really powerful, but there are quite a few Omega-level mutants. Uh, there's only a few people that are as powerful as Superman that can go toe-to-toe with Superman. Uh, Captain Marvel is one of them. Uh, Captain Marvel will beat the shit out of Magneto. Just walk through the magnetic field because he's a magical creature. Magneto is based on science. Shazam, Captain Marvel is magic. I'm going Captain Marvel. Mike? Uh, What people forget is that Magneto has control over magnetism. But magnetism is the electromagnetic spectrum, uh, which includes electricity which is what makes up lightning. So Billy Batson says Shazam, the lightning bolt comes down. Uh, Magneto basically manipulates the electrical fields to let the lightning bolt miss him, and then he kills the small child. He do it. Nice, nice. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Pete. Which one takes the win? Okay. Um... The only problem with that is manipulating uh, magnets can create electricity provided the circumstances are right. Um, so that's not necessarily a guarantee. Um, and I have to sh- I have to show some love for my peeps. So Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury for the win. Shazam! Captain Marvel takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. It is Vandal Savage versus Apocalypse. Oh, wow. Gee. Um, these are two guys whose, whose main power is being old. And so um, <laughs> Vandal Savage is, is, is the older one. 
and and you know he's he's a uh, he's the, he's he is the, he's the ultimate schemer. He's the guy who starts plans who started plans in the Cretaceous era that are only going to play out in the 1920s. So as as much as I like, and I actually never even really liked Apocalypse. Now that I think about it, but I'm particularly like Vandal Savage. I particularly like how he was portrayed in the uh, recently lamented uh, Young Justice show. I figure that it's one of these situations where Apocalypse will get cocky and he said, you've fallen into my trap, Vandal Savage. You thought you had me, and now I have you. And then he'll go in for the death blow and realize that Vandal Savage wanted him to think that he had the advantage and that he's actually going to kill himself. Because that's exactly what that character is. So, uh, Vandal Savage. A vote for Vandal Savage and his scheming. Yes, his evil scheming. Um, basically, Apocalypse created the mutant species. Like, he does genetic mani- uh, manipulation on a level that uh, I don't think, I don't think Vandal Savage has. But that's because he's a DC Universe character. DC Universe tends to skew more magic than it does science. Uh, Marvel is more science than it is magic most of the time. Uh, but yeah, Apocalypse has a shit ton of power. Uh, he can manipulate his form. Uh, he's got a weird sand rock monster guy as his like butler. Uh, I, 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 think, I think while he couldn't kill Vandal Savage, I think he could contain him. And that's all that has to happen in this fight between two immortal people. I'm going to go with Apocalypse. Mike? Um, see, I, I'm going to make this a fight between Apocalypse from the, uh, the Age of Apocalypse uh, versus Vandal Savage versus the Age of Savage. And since the Age of Savage never happened because he's just a two-bit gold mid character, Apocalypse wins. Ouch! <laughs> Pete? Um, yeah, I think I have to uh, go with Apocalypse on this one. Um, Although, I don't know. I actually think the fight would be a draw since they're both immortal. Um, but based based on the additional uh, abilities, uh, Apocalypse. And Anthony. Uh, I guess, full disclosure, Apocalypse is one of my favorite villains. I loved him in X-Factor and X-Men. Age of Apocalypse, god damn, he was badass. They redesigned his costume, and he was like, fuck it, I'm just Persian the species, survival of the fittest. Vandal Savage wants to, he, he comes off as somebody that, that schemes to try to be better than everyone because he realized, I got all the time in the world to take over take over Earth and be the man. Pac was like, look, I ain't got time for that. I'm going to get this stuff started now and I'm going to show I'm the biggest badass and going to take out whoever I got to take out on the way. And I'm sorry, a dude that grew up in ancient Egypt, you know, a tribe of Whatever the hell they were, I got to give it to him. Because that place looked hot. And he came out of that. Apocalypse. Oh, and he found a celestial ship. And after, what, a couple of millennia, figured out all that advanced technology and started just really wrecking up stuff. So I'm going with Apocalypse. And Apocalypse takes the win. We are on to our next fight. It is Batman versus Luke Cage. Ah, I want to vote Batman. But I can't, because Luke Cage, while he can't fly, oh, but he does breathe. 
Hmm. See, this is this is the the tempting thing because Batman. It's always with planning. Batman can beat anybody. But let's go no planning. Let's go. This is just Luke Cage and Batman stumble upon each other and have to fight. Luke Cage has super strength and he's uh, invulnerable. Well, he's got bulletproof skin. Uh, so nothing that Batman throws at him is going to actually hurt him whatsoever. And he should be able to just punch the shit out of Batman and knock him across the room or something like that and take him out rather easily. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Luke Cage. Mike. Well, Luke Cage is incredibly strong and uh, has uh, bulletproof skin. He is very susceptible to uh, other types of attacks, sonic attacks, uh, gas attacks, uh, psionic attacks. All of these uh, can and have uh, beaten him in the past. And and while Batman may not have planning, Batman always carries some form of gas or sonic uh, on him. He does not need to plan. It is just part of the utility belt. It's why the utility belt is there. Um, so because uh, he has shown to to carry the things that caught that that Luke Cage would be weak to uh, in in his utility belt in the past, I will give this one to Batman. A vote for the Bat, Pete. This is actually a tough one for me. I I, I like Batman, but I didn't appreciate him until I became an adult. Whereas Luke Cage, I think I was like. 12 or 13 when I got my first Luke Cage comic book and I thought he was the coolest. I absolutely loved him going up, going uh, growing up. And uh you know, I really don't think that uh, in his utility belt Batman has any Luke Cage repellent spray, so I'm going Luke Cage. A vote for Luke Cage. Anthony. Um I can come up with all type of scientific things. I can talk about all the the, the planning, how I can bring up Tower of Babel, how he neutralize the entire Justice League. I could talk about Luke Cage being a secondary tier character that nobody cared about till Brian Michael Bendis decided to cook him up with a white woman. I'm not racist. I, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. I, I, I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to say he's the Batman. Uh, vote for Batman. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Brian. Which one is going to take the win? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's two of my favorite characters. And and so it, it pains me that one of them is going to go down here. Who is going to go down here? Sweet Christmas. Hey, what's that funny taste in my mouth? <laughs> Exploding bat grenade down the throat. Batman. And Batman takes the win. I still say the only reason he won was because you guys had him having planning Planning Batman beats everybody. No, this is just this is just re- he carries explosives and gas grenade pellets he always on, has a reg- gas on, him. on a regular basis. So all it would take would be he would be Luke Cage is essentially just a slightly beefier version of Killer Croc without the Croc oh. motif. And, and we know uh, what happened when he went up when Batman went up against Killer Croc. He kicked his ass. He kicks his ass all the time. And he's not slightly beefier. He's much, 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 much stronger than Killer Croc. And he is now, but when he first started out, he was he was basically Killer Croc. Oh, I'm sorry, we're going 1970s. But it doesn't matter. He Batman. Yeah, he still Batman moves on. Yeah, he still has And we're on to our next fight, uh, Mike. This one is yours. It is Black Adam versus Doctor Doom. This this is actually very tough. I mean, Black Adam is uh, immensely powerful. Um, he, he is as powerful, if not more powerful, than. Uh, 
than Captain Marvel, who is a Superman level character. He's also uh, wickedly evil. Um, but I'm going to give it to Dr. Doom because Dr. Doom has both magic and technology on his side. Uh, he is the second most powerful sorcerer in the Marvel Universe after Dr. Strange. Uh, his technology is uh, is certainly equal to Iron Man's, and Iron Man can withstand uh, the Hulk, which is certainly at the, the level of, uh, of Black Adam. Uh, he's also much, much smarter. So he could use his he could uh, use his technology to resist the attacks of Black Adam until he could use his magic to turn Black Adam back into a human being, at which point then he could kill him very easily. A vote for Doom, Pete. Oh, this was kind of a tough one for me, um, but you know. I've always thought of Doom as more of a badass than Black Adam, so uh, I, I got to give the edge to Doom in this one. Another vote for Doom, Anthony. Yeah, this is kind of tough, you know. Uh, you know, Doctor Doom, like again, he has the uh, technology and the magic, and but one thing you did you know, that hadn't been brought up yet was the fact that he went to hell to save his mother's soul. I can't imagine Black Adam doing nothing like that. Partly because he's a crazy motherfucker. But, you know, he survived that. And on top of that, he has the ability to be the Sorcerer Supreme. So not just only tap into magic, but be the most powerful uh, magic-based character in the Marvel Universe. And, you know, was Black Adam's uh, powers derived from? Magic. So I think he would figure out a way to use his own abilities against them and kill him. And Dr. Doom has no problem killing Dr. Doom. Another vote for Doom. Brian. Yeah, well, this, see, this basically, I'm going I'm to vote for Doom, and it comes down to the fact that it's kind of a brain versus brawn. Because in terms of raw power, I actually think that Black Adam has more raw power than Dr. Doom. But Dr. Doom, this, is, this kind of plays out in the same way that it did um, with the uh, classic um, Doom versus the Silver Surfer issues back in the early 70s, late 60s, where Doom basically manipulates the fuck out of the Silver Surfer until he can get the Silver Surfer to walk into his trap where Doom is able to steal the power cosmic from him. So Doom, you know, manipulates the fuck out of Black Adam until he gets him to dra- walk into the magical techno trap that basically allows him to z- absorb the power of the magical lightning. And then Doctor Doom becomes, you know, gets gets the Shazam power. And then because he has the Shazam power, he fucks himself up by saying Shazam or something like that. But that's basically Black Adam is not Doom. It's brains versus brawn. So Doom. A uh, vote for Doom. And uh, yeah, it's Black Adam. I don't. <laughs> I know brains versus brawn. Blah blah blah. Black Adam would just keep hitting him. And keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Uh, mo- most of this stuff is with planning. Doctor Doom totally takes the win. Uh, no planning. Uh, it- it- it's Black Adam all day long because without planning, there's no fucking way possible for Doom to steal his powers or plot or manipulate him in any way, shape, or form. If he didn't even know it, he- he existed in the first place. 
He would beat the shit out of him. The only reason he was able to stand up against the Silver Surfer was because he knew the Silver Surfer existed and then figured out how to take the powers. That was it. Otherwise, he'd get his ass beat one-on-one. So I got to go Black Adam, but Doctor Doom is taking the win, and we are on to the most lopsided fight of the evening. It is Black Canary versus Galactus. Pete, that's yours. Um... You know, much as I'd love to give this one to Black Canary, I just don't foresee any scenario in which she would beat Galactus. So I got to go with Galactus. A vote for Galactus. Anthony. Um, Black Canary is kind of strong. She has that sonic thing going for her. And there has been a time when... so. If Galactus is weakened because he hadn't eaten the planet in a while, and let's say if he hadn't had sex in a moment, so he's blinded by the finest that is Black Canary, and if she was able to manipulate him, I could possibly see it, but that's a whole lot of hypotheticals, and Galactus is just blowing her up. So, Galactus. A vote for Galactus. Brian. People tend to forget that beating Galactus is either impossible or incredibly easy. As long as you, is he's easy to beat, as long as you have the ultimate nullifier. And how do you get the ultimate nullifier? You get it if you're supposed to be the guy who beats Galactus. So it doesn't matter how powerful you are up against Galactus if you have the ultimate nullifier. That's how the Fantastic Four was able to defeat him the first time. The entire Marvel Universe was like, what are we going to do about this guy? And the Watcher said, here, show him the ultimate nullifier. And they showed him the ultimate nullifier, and he went away. So Black Canary with the ultimate nullifier is the same as anybody with the ultimate nullifier. The same as, as, as Max the Bionic Dog with the ultimate nullifier beats Galactus. So in my story, Black Canary has the ultimate nullifier, and Galactus leaves Earth alone. Uh, vote for Black Canary. Uh, in my scenario, I just thought that Galactus had a thing for tiny vaginas, and he wouldn't hurt her. He wants to have sex with her. So uh, my vote goes to Black Canary because of those uh, those stockings, which I don't find attractive at all. But, you know, Galactus just has a thing for that. He does. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Mike. Which one takes the win? You know, the... The best part of these type of showdowns is coming up with the bizarre and strange way that someone who has absolutely no chance to win in any of these sort of situations uh, actually wins. And uh, looking over this list, uh, that's happened a lot. Uh, And if I actually liked Black Canary in the least, I would do that. But since I don't, Galactus. You didn't like my tiny vagina argument? No. Come on, the ultimate nullifier plus a tiny vagina can't win. Uh, she's a DC Comics character. She does not have access to an ultimate nullifier. Or a tiny vagina. Or Galactus. <laughs> and uh, actually, her vagina is huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think the box is? All right. Um, Black Canary takes the loss to Galactus. Galactus is moving on. I don't know about that. Green Arrow doesn't strike me as somebody that's packing. No, no, no. no. The boxing glove of arrow. Jinx, it's amazing how we both came up with that at the same time. We knew there was going to be weird. Uh, it had to happen. Does that qualify uh, as fisting? Uh, no, it's just a boxing glove. 
It's just large objects. Yeah, the fact that his it's fist different. is in there, too, is completely separate. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to our next fight. Uh, Anthony, this one is yours. It is Superman versus Thanos. Wow. Uh, dang, there's a whole lot of hypotheticals. Uh, Thanos is somewhat the dark side of Marvel. Superman is just, you know, there is no counterpart of Superman in Marvel. Well, I'm just going to go with, I saw what Thanos went through in Thanos Quest to get the Infinity Gauntlet. And with the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos just ruled the universe. Superman has never faced anything like that. So I would go for a focus. I'm going to marry death, goddammit, Thanos, beating Superman. Plus, even without the Infinity Gauntlet, he's a pretty formidable person. I think he could take some of Superman's best punches. I'm going to go with Thanos. A vote for Thanos. Uh, Brian? Yeah, it's, it's Thanos, the, the champion of death, versus Superman, the champion of life. And... Um, I let me put it this way: I don't really, as much as I uh, uh, respect Thanos and his power, I don't think he could defeat Doomsday because it would be totally like I am Thanos and you shall, and Doomsday would beat the living crap out of him, and Superman would probably just beat the living crap out of him. Um, Superman is is Superman, and there aren't a whole lot of characters in the Marvel universe, even the cosmically powerful ones who are on Superman's power level. And so, you know, that, that combined with the fact that it is so archetypical, it's clashing archetypes. Plus I'm reading the uh, unauthorized bi- biography of Superman right now, which is kind of a good read. I'm going to go with Superman on this one. Uh, vote for the man of steel Superman. Uh, yeah. See, I think the one thing people always forget about is Superman is always, in a world of cardboard, he's holding back. He's holding back his punches. Uh, Thanos is somebody he does not have to hold back against. And when he doesn't hold back, especially if they were fighting in space, where he doesn't even have to worry about property damage. Superman worries about property damage. He doesn't have to worry about property damage. He's going to beat the dog shit out of Thanos. It would be fucking brutal. Just unleash hell on his ass. Uh, yeah, Superman. Mike? Uh... Uh, actually, uh, Damon and, and Brian, both of you are, 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 are wrong here. Thanos is infinitely more powerful than Superman. Um, at, at his worst, when he is just Thanos of Titan, uh, perhaps not. But then Superman at his worst uh, can't even fly. He just sort of jumps uh, buildings. Thanos uh, has wielded a cosmic cube, which has, gives him control over all reality. He's wielded the Infinity Gauntlet, which basically makes him more the most the single most powerful being in all of creation. But the reason Superman wins is because Superman is who he is. His essential core feature is that he is good. The reason that he uh, has his powers, the reason he is not the villain, the reason he is not the Plutonian or any of those is because he is noble and he is good and he is worthy. And Thanos, despite being infinitely powerful, always loses because he knows in the end he is not worthy of such power. So Superman cannot beat Thanos, but Thanos can beat Thanos, and Thanos would beat Thanos, and Superman would win. Uh, Vote for Superman and Pete. 
Um, yeah, Mike brings up some very valid points that uh, I, I I was going to mention the Infinity Gauntlet and some of those other things, but um, ultimately, um, I have to give the win to Superman. Uh, Superman's just someone who just keeps coming and coming and coming until until he's dead. So uh, I don't know that anybody else has that level of commitment, or there aren't many other characters that have that level of commitment that I've come across. So I got to go with Superman. Well, he does have super testicles, so I, I guess it would be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Superman takes the win. We are at our last fight of the first round. It is the other unknown fight. Uh, Brian was a last-minute addition. It is Rorschach versus Brian's unknown pick. I don't know what it is. Brian, what is your pick? It's a Marvel character. Yeah, and now before I, I, I name my pick, I can name anybody in Marvel Comics. Yeah, why not? Okay. Then uh, right now it's kind of a toss up, but see I don't want see I was gonna go with Aunt May, but that's been done. So not wanting to go um, um, to 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 go, to go over already covered ground, I'm gonna go with the man himself, Stan Lee, who has appeared in Marvel Comics, and Stan Lee wins. A vote for Stan Lee. Stan Lee versus Rorschach. Uh, Rorschach is an infinitely depressing character, and uh, so is Stan Lee a little bit, <laughs> but for completely different reasons. Um, but Stan Lee would be like, Excelsior! And I think Rorschach might take his own life. Uh, so I'm going to go with Stan Lee as well. Mike? Mm, this is This is really, really tough. Because... Rorschach, I mean, he kicks ass. He's a he's a violent uh, psychopath, and uh, Stan Lee is an old man, um, possibly a crazy old man, but uh, but just an old man. Uh, however, he is in a sense the god of the Marvel universe, or at least one of them. However, one of the other ones is Steve Ditko who created the question, who Rorschach was based on. Uh, I'm going to give it to Rorschach because I think while all this is going on, Alan Moore would show up uh, and be pissed that he still doesn't own Rorschach, that Rorschach shouldn't. Uh, no, it's going to be Stan Lee because Alan Moore would show up and he'd be pissed off because he thinks Rorschach should belong to him and not be a DC character, uh, and he would wind up just killing them both. And then he'd resurrect Stan Lee because he's a magician. Stan Lee gets another vote. Uh, Pete. Um, <clears throat> wow, this this is a tough one. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I think I have to uh, follow the uh, current trend, trend there and go with uh, Stan Lee because uh, he did create uh, many of the Marvel characters. And if it wasn't for the creation of them, you might not have had the creation of uh, the Watchmen. So, uh, Stan Lee. A vote for Stan Lee. And, Anthony, is it a clean sweep? Yes, it will be. Warshark is a, a homeless guy that eats beans, that goes into people's apartments and steals and eats their beans. I, I can't see him being able to kick Stan Lee, a guy who can create the entire modern Marvel Universe's ass. And Stan Lee takes the win. 
We'll be back right after these short or long messages from Vaginal Monologues or something. I, please don't play Vaginal Monologues again. I'm Mike. not playing I, another Vagina Monologues in here. Dear Lord. I wonder if people realize that there was a Vagina Monologue. <laughs> but anyway, we'll be back. Hi, I'm a Marvel. And I'm a Marvel. And I am a Marvel. Hulk Marvel. And I'm a Marvel. And I'm a Marvel. And I'm a Marvel. I'm Batman. Uh, guys, I'm here too. So we meet again, eh, Bruce? Except this time I'm not alone. Yes, there's seven of you and only one of me. And yet somehow it still seems like a fair fight. I don't know about that, Bruce. This may be Nolan's last Batman movie, but the Avengers are just getting started. Yeah, we're expanding our universe while you'll probably end up rebooting and retelling your origin story after just three films. And really, who needs to see that? Aw, guys, come on. I'm standing right here. And what do you suggest we do? Maybe try the Marvel method and have some solo movies lead into a Justice League movie? Yeah, your heroes are so isolated from each other that I'm starting to think DC stands for Ditch Continuity. Easy, Tony. I mean, it took us five solo movies to build up this much hype. Funny, it only took me two. Yeah, well, an Avengers movie is a bit harder to make than a solo movie. Apparently not as hard as an Ant-Man movie, since we still haven't seen one yet. Tony, there's no need to be so vindictive. Oh, come on, Steve. Like, he wouldn't kill to see his face on a Justice League poster. Not if they Photoshop the living hell out of it like they did yours. Well, if you don't think our promotional material is working, then why did you attach your trailer to our movie? You know, I have a new trailer, too. Well, with all of the footage you've put online, I figured everyone would want to see the other half of your movie. Well, they'll only be able to understand half of your movie, what with Tom Hardy's mask and Christian Bale's growl. For God's sakes, the Hulk is more intelligible than them. Well, you know, when the lizard talks, And why you put the word rise in your movie title after Cobra... Hannibal, the Lycans, the Machines, the Silver Surfer, and the Planet of the Apes all turn it into cliché. This somehow seemed different to you? I don't know. Does Bruce Banner seem different to you? Shut up! That's it. But Cap, no, Tony. You've got everyone in a frenzy over petty differences. The same types of differences we had to overcome to work as a team. Both of our movies are redefining the superhero film genre. Can't we just enjoy the moment? My god, he's almost as bad as Clark. You should see him on the 4th of July. Aye, Captain. What's good for one company is good for the other. Three cheers for Batman and the Avengers. And Spider-Man's great, too. Oh, God. Thank you so much, you guys. Seriously, that is so sweet. Really, just too much.
This is Ryden Walter Arcata from Murder Most Foul, and you're listening to Geek Fights. And we're back, doing what we do every single week, coming at you with Jarrett Formby, trademark geek cred. Uh, let's see, let's jump right to you, Anthony. What is your geek cred? My geek cred is I was a gaming and tech writer for a popular urban magazine called The Source Magazine for a number of years, and I currently handle social media for Kanaki. Don't blame me for David Hayter. Don't send, don't tweet me about that. No, so wait, wait, what you're saying is if somebody were to tweet Konami, they would be tweeting to you? Yes, they would. People get paid for that? Very well. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Pete, what's your geek cred? Uh, well, long-time listeners of uh, Geek Fights know I'm a uh, third-generation geek. I uh, learned how to read on comic books, um, and I sell uh, comic books, action figures, and uh, non-sports cards on uh, eBay under the user ID Dion's Playground. Oh. Vaginal bleeding. Uh, Brian? Well, as mentioned earlier, I'm reading the um, recently released Superman and Unauthorized Biography, which is a cultural history of the Man of Steel from um, his earliest origins to, uh, I believe, his most current iteration. Um, but also, while I am in participating in this particular geek fight, I am in my head humming the theme songs to all of the various superhero characters who have theme songs. I know them all. I know the words. I sing them to myself. It is my joy. It is my curse. Sing the Justice League Unlimited theme. Was it just my imagination, or did parts of that sound like the A Team theme? No, that was your imagination. That is, that was spot on. League Unlimited. But on to our next fight. It is Jean Grey, the Phoenix versus Death. We know how that works out. Jean Grey is the Phoenix. Death can never take the Phoenix. The Phoenix always rises from the ashes. And maybe they have some hot loves being loving because that's pretty hot. So I'm gonna go with Jean Grey. Mike. Uh, I'm going to go with death because the Phoenix rises from the ashes, but not necessarily Jean Grey. I mean, the most recent uh, iteration of the Phoenix uh, was a whole bunch of other people, uh, not Jean Grey. Uh, she died once, and then the Phoenix went to uh, her daughter, Rachel Grey. So uh, while the Phoenix may keep coming back, it does keep dying, uh, and Jean Grey actually still is dead. So death. Uh, vote for death. Pete. Um. Wow. Um, yeah, I got to go with death on this one. Ultimately, uh, 
I think Mike has a point. Gene Gray might die, but uh, the Phoenix may go on. So alter, so Gene Gray's dead. So death. A uh, vote for death, Anthony. Well, hmm. Has anybody ever loved death? Because I mean, it's, but at my count, I mean, Gene Gray has had Cyclops, Wolverine, Jason Wingate. Is that his name? Anyway, yeah, that dude. I mean, does anybody love death? And I just think that the love of those people would keep Jean Grey going, that she would see death as a threat to killing them and would always keep coming back and would finally wear death down and beat her. That's my theory. That's how I do it. A vote for Jean Grey. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Brian. Which one takes the win? Well, first, I'd like to say um, that my appearance uh, in the first half of tonight's program has been uh, fueled by four loco malt liquor. And my appearance in the second half of the show will be being fueled by Budweiser and Clamato Chiladas. Having said all that, let's just be perfectly honest here. We're talking about a comic book character versus death. And comic book characters always win versus death. I mean, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben is like the only loser in comics who can't stay dead. So it's going to have to be the Phoenix just, just because. A vote for the Phoenix. And the Phoenix takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Jon Stewart versus Brainiac. Hmm. Let's see here. Brainiac, super intelligent computer versus a green lantern uh, with power ring. Uh, I am going to vote for Jon Stewart uh, because uh, he is on Comedy Central and he is very funny. So he would make jokes and Brainiac as an emotionless robot would just be confused by these jokes. And he would have one of those uh, Captain Kirk uh, robot meltdown things because none of it's at all logical. Uh, J.O.N. Stewart is Comedy Central. J.H.O.N. Stewart is the one we're talking about. I don't care. This. Okay. A vote for John Stewart. Uh, Pete. Um <clears throat> Well, let me ask, having been out of the comic scene for a while, do those power rings still have a weakness to yellow? Not that I know of. Nope. No. Okay, in that case, I give it to Jon Stewart. I'll vote for Jon Stewart. Anthony. Well, Brainiac's prime function is to go from planet to planet, assimilating all the, 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 the planet's natural resources. I think resources. And then destroy it. So I figure at some point in time, he would make his way to Oa and tap into all of that power and just take away Jon Stewart's um, power ring ability. So I say Brainiac will figure out a way and beat Jon Stewart. A vote for Brainiac. Brian. I would have to disagree with you in that there's a reason why Brainiac hasn't been to Oa. Because that's where all the Green Lanterns are from. And besides, 
I agree with Mike that, you know, John Stewart is funny and is ha ha and chuckles and that would just fuck up Brainiac. Plus, it's even better because in my head now, it's not just John Stewart from The Daily Show. It's um, John Stewart, the Green Lantern, both of them with Green Lantern rings. And then Stephen Colbert leaps in with that flag like he does in the opening of the show. And just as Brainiac is down, he spears him right through the chest. Ooh, Colbert's got Captain America's shield, too. That's right. Dude, that would be awesome. So the combination of John Stewart, the Green Lantern, teamed up with his buddy John Stewart from The Daily Show, teamed up with the, with with Stephen Colbert with Captain America's shield and the flag. It would be the super Comedy Central comics team-up. That would be awesome. So that's what I'm voting for. Fuck Brainiac. But, uh, but wait, vote for, wait, wait for what? Earth is inhabited by what thousands of superpowered beings, and Brainiac has no problem coming to Earth and trying to wreck stuff up. So I am not buying the whole planet of Green Lantern stopping it. He's never been to Oa. Yeah, that's a good point. He's been to Apocalypse, and people just don't go to Apocalypse messing with Darkseid. Anyway, it was a vote for Jon Stewart. Uh, I too was going to vote for John uh, Stewart. I, I was hoping that Death would win uh, in the other round because uh, they recently were about to kill off the most prominent character in the DC, black character in the DC universe, and then uh, they decided not to because people kind of got upset about that. So he himself defeated Death, but uh, unfortunately, it is just John Stewart versus Green Jean Grey, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, Pete, this one is yours. It is Deadpool versus Spider Man. Oh, wow. And this is a tough one for me because I've enjoyed both characters immensely. And actually, when I started, uh, when Deadpool came out with his own series, I was thinking, wow, this is a lot like Spider-Man. But since Spider-Man was the original smartass in comics, I think I got to give the edge to Spider-Man on this one. Anthony? Um, I'm just going to go down to, to bring it down to his carnal thing. I don't know what ass Deadpool has ever tapped. Peter Parker gets Black Cat. He had Gwen Stacy. He had Mary Jane Watson. And if he can go toe, well, maybe not toe to toe, but if he can, you know, hold off the challenge of the juggernaut, then damn it, he can beat Deadpool. I like Peter Parker anyway. Let's go with him. Damn. Uh, vote for Spider-Man. Uh, Brian. Yeah, okay. On on a level, who do I like more? I like Spider-Man more. In terms of powers and abilities, um, Spider-Man is more powerful. In terms of who wins in a fight, I do believe that Spider-Man, with his spider sense, is able to um, nullify Deadpool's teleportation ability to a point where he's disarmed and webbed to a wall. Um, who's a bigger wise-ass? Spider-Man. Deadpool just has no, he's totally and completely outclassed here on on all levels. Plus, you know, he doesn't have a kick and bitching theme song. So, Spider-Man. A vote for Spider-Man. But Deadpool does have one thing that Spider-Man doesn't. Deadpool realizes he's in a comic book. He understands that. Spider-Man has no concept of it. Spider-Man just thinks things happen to him. Deadpool understands that there's a writer and we are out there looking down on him into the comic book universe. And because of that, he has a slight advantage over Spider-Man. 
but not that much of an advantage for me to actually pick Deadpool over Spider-Man. But quit shitting on Deadpool. He's a, he's actually a decent character. Uh, I'm going to go for Spider-Man. Mike? Yes, yeah, actually, Damon, I'm going to agree with your logic. Deadpool is aware that he's a comic book character, um, but he's also aware that Spider-Man's a comic book character and a movie character and a game character and a cartoon character. And uh, he would realize that uh, he is published by Marvel Comics and Marvel Comics pretty much uh, will let Spider-Man do whatever they want he wants because he's the, the bread and butter. He's on their stationery. Uh, Deadpool knows that if he kills Spider-Man, uh, he will be out of a job. So he'll just throw the fight. Uh, vote for Spider-Man. Deadpool takes the loss. Right? Yeah. And we're on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. It is Wonder Woman versus Captain America. Ooh, ooh, this would be a good fight. Good Lord. Ah. You know, I, I think Captain America is a, is a gentleman. He has those 1940s World War II um, values. So I think he would have a hard time uh, putting laying hands on a woman as virtuous and heroic as Wonder Woman in a fight. And on top of that, Again, Wonder Woman was created by the Greek gods. Yeah, we got. And on top of that, I think she's stronger than Captain America. She can fly. She's pretty fast too. So, and she's a warrior. So, she, I mean, the, what, the way that Batman decided to stop her was to put a program and better program in her head that made her just fight till she can fight no more because she had to defeat her opponent. That alone would say Wonder Woman would break Captain America. A vote for Wonder Woman, Brian. Yeah, this is this is kind of tough because while Wonder Woman has the edge, possibly in speed and strength, Captain America is skilled enough of a fighter that he would be able to compensate. He's experienced enough as a fighter fighting super powerful foes that he could compensate. Plus, he has an invulnerable shield, an indestructible shield, an impact-absorbing shield, which would allow him to compensate. So in terms of a fight, plus he's, plus he's you know, he's got the super soldier formula going through him, which would allow him um, to, to, to keep up with her for an extended period of time in terms of, of stamina. So, you know, the fight is 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 practically a draw for a long ass time. So rather than worry about that, I want to go with uh, which character's theme song I like better. And um, let's see, this is this is going to be tough. Well, okay, I like Wonder Woman's theme song better, but Captain America has actually two songs: Captain America throws his mighty shield and Star Spangled Man with a plan that I actually really dig. So just on sheer quantity of cool theme songs, I'm going to give it to Captain America. A vote for Captain America. See, now here's the thing. Batman can beat Superman because Batman uh, usually plans and has, you know, some kind of thing in his utility belt that he can, you know, kryptonite or something like that. who can take down Superman. Wonder Woman is the Superman class character. Uh, Captain America slightly power more powerful than than uh, than Batman. The difference being, Captain America does not have uh, I don't know 
I don't even know if she still has a weakness. Does she still have the bind her hands weakness? I seriously no, doubt she does, that. She, does, she doesn't really have any right. innate take away her power weaknesses anymore. Uh, other than just beating the shit out of her. And Captain America can't beat the shit out of her. I mean, it would be a, a pretty decent fight. He would be bouncing around for a while, but that's about all he can do against her. Uh, in a physical fight, Wonder Woman's going to win. Uh, just given enough time. And enough time being like five, ten minutes. I'm not talking like these infinite fights that other people are talking about. It would go a really long time. Like, no, it really wouldn't. She can fly. And she's a warrior. And she, you know, oh, the shield can absorb damage. Yes, I, I understand that shield can do that. But she also has a, a little bit more speed. Uh, she could pick him up. She could drop him from really high. Like, I mean, there are so many things that Wonder Woman could do to Captain America. Poor, poor Captain America. I'm voting for Wonder Woman. Mike? You're forgetting a couple of things. Uh-oh. Now, you mentioned that Wonder Woman was created by gods. But Jack Kirby was created by, or Captain America was created by Jack fucking Kirby. Uh, point number one. Point number two, uh, Captain America is American. Wonder Woman, while she wears the stars and stripes, is not. She's Greek. Sorry, Pete, but that doesn't stack up. Point number three, and the most obvious point that you're missing. Tell that to the 300. She has that. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, they, uh, they still lost, didn't they? <laughs> Um, and point number one, she does have a weakness, a huge weakness. She's a woman. He's a man. It's a man's world, baby. Captain America. She's a vegetarian. Uh, vote for Captain America. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Pete. Which one takes the win? Um, well, a lot of people were, uh, mentioning, uh, Captain America's shield and how it can take a beating. Um, that's fine. She smashes down. He blocks the blow with the shield. She rips it off his arm. Uh, I got to give it to Wonder Woman. And, you know, I just want to make a point, uh, you know, when Brian was talking about the theme song, Wonder Woman's theme song says she stopped a war with love. We don't stop a war with love. We stopped a war with an atomic fucking bomb. And killing Nazis. Plus, see, grabbing the shield only works if you can grab the shield. And my point being that Captain America is skilled enough to keep her from grabbing his shield and ripping his arm out of his socket. I, I do not think you missed could the point when where he's blocking a, her blow with his shield. Yeah, but it's like you block the blow and then grab the shield. No, Captain America is faster than human. He does. Yeah, have- but she she's faster than faster humans. <laughs> like she's she's pretty powerful. But Wonder Woman took the win. We are on to our next fight, Brian. This one is yours. Right. It is Franklin Richards versus. Captain Marvel. Oh, wow. That kind of sucks. Because on a straight-up power level, Captain Marvel cannot stack up to, you know, the the Bill Mooney, the Anthony whatever his name is, of the uh, superhero world. So, but once again, it's on, we have these super omnipotent characters and when you have super omnipotent characters, you got to talk them down. And while Captain Marvel is not really, you know, the the spiritual rah-rah cheerleader type of guy to, to talk Franklin Richards out of, you know, wishing him to the uh, cosmic cornfield to the far end of the universe where he has to fly back from 5,000 years, they are both kids. And 
I don't know. I just can sort of see Captain America, I mean, Captain Marvel and uh, Franklin sort of, you know, sort of bonding on some level, just, you know, how two kids meet and maybe they fight for a little while and then they become fast friends. So any scenario where Captain Marvel doesn't get wished into the cornfield, I consider a win. So I'm going to give it to uh, Captain Marvel. A vote for Captain Marvel. Yeah, they're actually just both kids. They would probably just end up playing. I, I don't see Franklin getting upset or or accidentally making a whole new universe to put Captain Marvel into. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I see. Uh, I see uh, Billy taking the win, especially if what Jeff Johns wants to do with Captain Marvel happens. I think he could really win. So uh, yeah, what you want to do with Come Captain on. Marvel? Yeah. Listen to Fat Man on Batman. You'll hear it. Uh, Captain Marvel gets a vote from me. Mike? Uh, I'm still going to go with Franklin Richards uh, for two reasons. One, while, while he may be uh, powerful magically, um, Franklin Richards, as established in Earth-X, uh, is actually more than just a the most powerful mutant on the planet, more than just an Omega-level mutant. He is actually... Uh, the first step towards evolving into a, a higher form of life. Uh, he is actually able to become anything and everything. He, he's actually uh, a being of, of pure thought that uh, is evolved beyond uh, any, any kind of physicality. Um, so saying with that being said, he can actually counter any of the God powers that captain gods are still kind of, uh, they still exist in that form. In fact, in Earth-X, we find out that the gods were also very similar sorts of creatures, but Franklin Richards, again, a step beyond that. He beat all of the Celestials, which are uh, the most powerful beings in the universe. Um, and beyond that, they are both children, but Franklin Richards comes from a good, happy household, uh, and Billy Batson, he's an orphan that lives on the streets. Uh, when, while he may be tough, uh, Franklin Richards has lots and lots of toys, and for a child... Having toys means you win. What? Yeah, he who has the most toys wins. Uh, that, that still works. A vote for Franklin. Uh, Pete? Um, while I would love to vote uh, for Captain Marvel, um, Franklin Richards um, is probably the most powerful Earthbound mutant there is. So... Um, just based on sheer power, I would, I do think Franklin Richards would take the win. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Anthony. Which one is going to take the overall win? For me, uh, I, I, Mike made a good point about the Earth X, Franklin Richards. For me, the Franklin Richards I know is the power pack, that little dream astral form kid that was so always whiny he was the one that was in fantastic four versus x-men trying to save shadow cat i know he has this power i know he created a pocket universe but he's still a whiny little kid that has no idea of the powers he possessed now captain marvel he's a kid however that dude's been fighting super villains that dude's fought superman that dude is has been a member of, of Justice League. So yeah, he's a kid, but he's actually put his powers into use. And I just think that, you know what, we'll play some Marvels, maybe we'll play some 
Call of Duty together, ride some bikes, and then Shazam, I'm going to snap your neck. Well, maybe he wouldn't do that, but he could do that. So I, I'm going with Billy Batson. And Captain Marvel takes the win. Captain Marvel is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. It is Apocalypse versus Batman. And, uh... Wow, this is actually a very similar fight to uh, Batman versus Raja Ghul. Only difference is uh, this Raja Ghul, also known as Apocalypse, has way more powers and could beat the shit out of Batman. Uh, so I'm going to go with Apocalypse. Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think even prepared, uh, Batman would, would have a, a tough time with Apocalypse. Uh, Apocalypse, like we've said, has uh, celestial technology. Um, you know, let's face it, Batman got beaten by Bane, and uh, he, he really even has a tough time with uh, very large bombs. A vote for Apocalypse. Uh, Pete? Um, yeah, no contest to me on this one. Apocalypse would definitely... Uh, take out Batman pretty quick. Anthony? You know, I see it going a different way. I see Batman trying to take out Apocalypse and Apocalypse wanting to kill Batman, but then he realized, you know what, this human is pretty good. I'll just make him my fourth horseman, Death. Apocalypse would win that. Another vote for Apocalypse. Is it a clean sweep, Brian? No, only because See, here's the thing is that what I think that most people are are thinking about is Batman, the uh, there's like two different, at least two different Batmans in comics. There's Batman when he's in his own comic book and Batman in the Justice League. So if Batman were coming up against a cop apocalypse, it would be Batman in the Justice League. And Batman in the Justice League is that guy who comes up with the counter strategy using all of his pawns, meaning the Justice League, to protect Earth or bring down the plans of Apocalypse. So Batman is most likely to fight Apocalypse, not one-on-one in a back alley, but sort of like uh, behind the scenes, um, directing the Justice League, sneaking into Apocalypse's heavily guarded, uh, secured and fortified headquarters and taking out his doomsday device, which he has planned to, uh, you know, whatever the hell that it is that Apocalypse is planning on doing. And and so that Batman is definitely going to take out Apocalypse because that's the Batman that you see in the Justice League all the time. So I know he's going down in this fight, but, you know, my, I'm giving some love to Batman. Plus, mutant respect. Mutant repellent bat spray. Come on. You know, you yeah. It. And Batman is a vegetarian. But Apocalypse takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Doom versus Galactus. This is uh, this is actually kind of tough. Uh, th- this fight has happened. And I believe Doom won um, in Secret Wars. Um. So I will stick with geek precedent. Uh, Dr. Doom uh, Galactus would be kind of ignoring Doom because he's going to eat the planet. Uh, Doom would tap into Galactus's machines using both his combination of uh, well, his, his super intelligence plus his, his magic and technology 
So the energy that should have flown into Galactus would actually flow into Doom, empowering him, and he would be able to defeat Galactus. A vote for Doom. Pete? Well, in this case, you also have the uh, the fact that uh, Doom uh, would have um, access to the Nullifier, uh, which always seems to defeat Galactus, so uh, Doom. A vote for Doom. Anthony? Damn it, you stole my answer. I, I guess I'll just go with the precedent that Doom found a way to steal the Beyonder's powers. And if the Beyonder could put Galactus into battle and Doom could take down the Beyonder, therefore Doom could beat Galactus. That's another, another vote for Doom. Uh, Brian? Wait a second. How come all of you motherfuckers are supporting the smart guy getting around the ultra-powerful guy for Dr. Doom, but not supporting the smart guy getting around the ultra-powerful guy for Batman? Because this is exactly the same fight. This is Dr. Doom, whose power is he's got blah, 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 versus an, uh, a cosmic god. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm invoking Geek Spite and voting for Galactus. Wait a minute. Has Batman ever been a sorcerer supreme? But he, I, I understand what Brian is saying. He, uh, he's the smart. He's 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 as good as the sorcerer supreme of the Justice League. He's the guy who outthinks all of these guys who have way more powerful. Who are way more. He's the guy who outthinks Darkseid. Who comes up with the counter strategy to Dark Side? So you, you you know why Batman lost? Mm. It wasn't because he was up against Apocalypse. He could have been up against Aunt May. It didn't matter. Most people that are just tired of Batman winning because he's Batman. Yeah, because As, the Batman you describe uh, is is a horrible character. Yeah, that's the Batman that wins because he's Batman. But uh, once Batman again, once again and, and because of the and because of that. That's why I'm invoking Geek Spite and voting for Galactus. Has Batman ever went to hell to rescue his parents? Yeah. No, Batman's parents are still in hell. Uh, (laughs) Because, number one, the ultimate nullifier doesn't give you the win. It means Galactus turns around and leaves. It's not a win. It's a, oh, well, you could either destroy the universe or I could go away. Huh. Think I'll go away. I'll still kill a whole bunch more people out there. I don't give a fuck about it. You, you're cool with that too, right? You're cool with me just going off and destroying other planets and killing other civilizations. Oh, okay. All right, then I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, I'm going to vote for Galactus just because I actually wanted to see Galactus versus Superman in the next fight because I, I'm pretty sure Superman is going to kick the shit out of that old man. So I'm going to go with uh, Galactus. But Doom is into the next round, and we are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Superman versus Stan Lee. Oh, wow. Um, this is a tough one uh, for me. Um, In this case, I got to go for longevity. While I normally, you know, I'm I'm a proponent of character of creator over character, but in this case, uh, I got to go with Superman. A vote for the Man of Steel, Anthony. Um, I, I, I like your argument of creator over character, 
if you take that to its roots, Superman was developed in the 1930s. And if there wasn't a Superman, I don't think there ever gets to be a DC Comics, which created Challenges of the Unknown, which was Stan Lee's basis for the Fantastic Four. So therefore, I think Superman was doing that. Another vote for Superman. Uh, Brian. Um, did you did you ever le- read Stanley Presents Superman? Oh my god, oh. <laughs> it is fucking awful. And so, right there, the whole super oh. Superman concept beats the shit out of Stanley. Stanley could not do shit with it. So yeah, Superman. <laughs> Uh, vote for Superman. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go physical fight. I'm gonna say Superman loses his shit for like 20 seconds, and Stan Lee says Excelsior, and then Superman's like, "Oh shit, pop!" And then look, just just a quick pop. That's all. Just pop, and uh, he hits him in his like 90 year old head, and it, like falls off. So uh, Superman, Mike, is it a clean sweep? No, it's not because uh, Brian, as you pointed out. When Stan Lee got a hold of Superman, he destroyed him. He's already beaten him once, so I think he'd beat him here. Plus, he he won in his lawsuit against Marvel. Superman lost in uh, the Seagulls lawsuit against DC. So Stan Lee's got the law on his side, too. But Superman is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Anthony, this is for a spot in the final four. It is Jean Grey, the Phoenix, versus Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, not the guy from The Daily Show. Ooh, this could be a good fight. I would see Jon Stewart coming across Phoenix and trying to take her, trying to take him down, get his ass handed to him, and then he decides to go all Hal Jordan and tap into the the battery on Oa, so they might be evenly fought. Maybe even gets parallaxed. And, you know, Parallax is just a scary mofo that just don't care and would be willing to just destroy anything. But I'm, I think Jean Grey, again, a mega-level mutant. She can tap into the Phoenix. And if she gets, and if she gets pissed off enough by uh, Superpower Oa, Jon Stewart, she turns into Dark Phoenix, and she don't give a fuck. It just would just burn Jon Stewart. So I'd say Phoenix still wins. A vote for Jean Grey. Brian. You know, here's how I see it. I see, like, you know, Jon Stewart having a really good, solid, incredibly funny 10-minute set where he makes fun of Professor Xavier and and um, Magneto, maybe throws in a couple of Reed Richard jokes, you know. You know, you know, some some biting satirical points about, you know, a couple of other guys in the Marvel Universe. And she's just to- and dark and Phoenix is just totally laughing her ass off, laughing her ass off, laughing her ass off until the point where um, John Stewart, the, the with the age and Stephen Colbert can leap upon her and knock her into the black hole event horizon and she gets sucked out of this universe. And so then she loses. So that's John Stewart. A vote for John Stewart. Um, I I still think it's funny that 
John Stewart is the most prominent black character in the DC universe, but only because they needed to put a black character in the Justice League cartoon. Otherwise, there would be no prominent black character in the DC universe because the DC universe stands for definitely Caucasian. Um, and he's a brother. I'm going to vote for John Stewart. Beat up that white woman. Play the race card. Yep. Mike? Actually, Damon, the most prominent uh, black character in the DC universe right now is Batwing. Because he has his own book, and it's a Bat book, and that sells more than Green Lantern books. Yeah, but John um, Stewart is packing more heat, you know, prominent. Okay. Um, but I am going to vote for John Stewart uh, for two reasons. I have two scenarios here. Scenario number one, uh, John Stewart, the actor, along with Stephen Colbert, uh, Phoenix attacks, but she cannot repel against Captain America's shield. This was established uh, many, many times. Uh, both of them are funny. Uh, while she is laughing, uh, she is not focused on her Phoenix force, and, uh, and they could stick her with a shiv. Uh, secondly, when you factor in the other Jon Stewart, uh, I too will play the race card on two levels. One, Jean Grey is a redhead with blue eyes, so that means she is a ginger. Gingers have no soul. John Stewart is black. He has a lot of soul. So it's John Stewart. John Stewart gets a vote and Pete. Um I I think the Phoenix Force and Gene Cray would uh would beat John Stewart. But uh, I, I can't uh, come up with uh, any better reasoning than has been mentioned before. And that's why she didn't. Green Lantern, John Stewart, is moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. It is Spider-Man versus Wonder Woman. Oh, see, wow. Uh, see, in my heart of hearts, this would be... The uh, this would be Spider Man versus the nineteen uh, forties Wonder Woman when all he would really need was webbing, and the fight would be over, and then the sex would begin. Um, however, oh Spider Man versus Wonder Woman, Spider Man versus Wonder Woman. Yeah, you know what? No, no, I really, I really just want to be a, just a sexist pig. And just have her go out because of her one-time vulnerable vulnerability to bondage. But Wonder Woman is such a really fucking cool character. I really do like the character. Um, and she is such a total badass. And because my particularly favorite iteration of the character is the one most like the Linda Carter character. And Spider-Man's weakness to really hot Latin babes. I'm going to give it to Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. And then she's going to win the fight. Ayo! <laughs> it's only rape if she says no, and with a mouthful of webbing, she wouldn't be able to. Uh, my vote goes to Spider-Man because I'm invoking bondage right off the bat. Spider-Man is nothing but bondage. He's got a bunch of webs. He webs her up. And it's not just bondage. Like If, if a, another female had tied her up, she would still all have all of her strength. It's a dude. A man specifically has to tie her up. I know, I know. I was, I was, I was going to avoid that because that is an easy win. No, no. I, I I was just letting those people who don't know the old sexist ways 
Uh, it was very specific. It was a man tied her, her, her bound her hands together. Uh, she would lose all of her powers. And yeah, that's what Spider-Man would do. He would just web her hands together and she's done. She's done, son. I'm going with Spider-Man. Mike? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's one of the problems that we actually addressed this. Uh, on on Facebook recently in discussion about why there were no women on our best uh, our number one badass episode, and uh, the problem with Wonder Woman is the question you really have here is which Wonder Woman are you going to get? Uh, at times she is a Superman level character that uh, that is an amazing Amazon warrior and, and a fierce combatant. Uh, other times she's this kind of feminist ambassador for peace. And uh, hell, at times she's not even bulletproof. That's why she has to use those damn bracelets. Um, sometimes she's uh, she's bound by a man and she loses her powers. Sometimes she's actually very literally a goddess. Um, whereas Spider-Man is pretty much always Spider-Man. So no matter what you get, you're going to get that character. Um, and all of the Spider-Mans, which is like one Spider-Man, uh, are a consistency that Wonder Woman just can't match. So if we put them in long enough, all Spider-Man has to do is wait until Wonder Woman changes writers, and then he can just wait till there's a Wonder Woman writer that writes her kind of like a sissy again. Um, and that always seems to happen sooner or later. Uh, Spider-Man has proven he can just keep jumping out of the way until Wonder Woman's sales inevitably plummet, and uh, they replace her with, uh, or they replace the writer with someone who uh, who writes her in such a way that she'll get her ass kicked. So, Spider-Man. Uh, vote for Spider-Man. Pete? Um, ultimately, it, what it boils down to for me is uh, Peter Parker is a uh, youthful male. Wonder Woman has breasts. So, uh, I, I think uh, she'd distract him with the boobs and uh, get in some good punches and take him out. So, I got to go Wonder Woman. Uh, vote for Wonder Woman. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Anthony. It's basically, this is the, the last bastion of Marvel. Uh, Marvel loses this one. Marvel's probably going to lose it all. Uh, it's all on you. Wow, this is kind of tough, because I've seen Spider-Man uh, take on some really powerful people. I mean, Juggernaut, he doesn't have the warrior combat skills of uh, Wonder Woman, but I mean, I think he might be stronger and more durable maybe faster and he was able to uh maybe not defeat him but get him to go away but i mean like wonder woman god damn this is hard i think i think i'm swayed by mike and his consistency and the fact that we don't know which wonder woman we're going well i guess let me let me just take that back i'll decide which one i'm gonna go with the justice league uh grant morrison run of wonder woman and that Wonder Woman was a beast. She killed Spider-Man. Matter of fact, she has killed. So Spider-Man hasn't. No, he has killed. Damn. Damn. Technically, he killed his girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. Damn. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to do this one for Marvel because I was a Marvel fan. And at one point, Spider-Man was Captain Captain Marvel. No. What was Captain he? Universe. Captain Universe. That's right. And that was a badass costume. I was mad that they took that away from him. Ah, Captain Universe Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm going with that one. And Spider-Man takes the win. 
We are on to our next fight. It is Captain Marvel versus Apocalypse. Um, both of them are kind of ancient Egyptian kind of stuff. Kind of, I know there's Greeks and Egyptians, and uh, I think Apocalypse, being the way he is, he would come after Captain Marvel while he was a little kid, and and he he would he would actually do him like uh, Lex Luthor did him in Kingdom Come. I could I could easily see that happening, just brainwashing him over time, and then turning Shazam or Captain Marvel into. Uh, a, a, a very evil character. So I'm going to go with Apocalypse. Uh, Mike. Uh, hmm. This is tough here. Um, never really liked Captain Marvel. Not a big fan of Apocalypse. In terms of raw power, it is probably Captain Marvel. Uh, God, who do I want? Who do I want to go up against? Winner of the next round, too. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Captain Marvel uh, because technically we have Captain Marvel on here, not Billy Batson. Um, so I think Captain Marvel is considerably more powerful. Uh, and honestly, I don't really know what Apocalypse's powers are. I know he has he can create like the horseman of the apocalypse and archangel was a bad motherfucker, but I still think captain Marvel could beat him. So captain Marvel, a uh, vote for captain Marvel. Pete. <clears throat> um, well, captain Marvel was created by the wizard who is extremely powerful. So, uh, I got I think captain Marvel would take apocalypse. Another vote for Captain Marvel. Anthony. So, essentially, Captain Marvel is Superman with magical powers. And it's been established that magic beats Superman. I don't... Apocalypse is a... Uh, Apocalypse is like Darkseid. And he goes toe-to-toe with Superman. Wow. So it's like... Poor man dark side versus poor man Superman. Yeah. I would have to go with Captain Marvel. I just think that planning, even with planning, even with all of his abilities, Captain Marvel is just that virtuous that he would just fight till he stopped Apocalypse. Uh, vote for Captain Marvel and Brian. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, um, Apocalypse is the guy, kind of guy, you know, not taking into consideration, you know, the alternate dimensional universe kind of thing. But Apocalypse is pretty much the kind of guy that Captain Marvel was created to fight. He is, you know, created by the ancient, he's empowered by the ancient gods to and fight to, to fight monstrous evil. Apocalypse is a monstrous evil, and even and, and if you look at his Captain Marvel's classic foes, I mean he you you've got you know Mr. Adam who is this who's basically the super super powered version of the Terminator. You've got Ibik who's an avatar of evil. You've got 
Stabek, who's the avatar of demonic evil. You've got Dr. Savannah, who's basically apocalypse in a lot of ways, except that he didn't build himself a super body. Captain Marvel is... Apocalypse is 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 a threat. He's a world class threat. However, Captain Marvel is the guy who is who is built to take him out. And so, you know, and like Mike said, this is not Apocalypse versus Billy Batson. This is Apocalypse versus Captain Marvel. And if Captain Marvel is on the scene, then Apocalypse really is 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 you know is 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 he's going to be kissed he's he's going to get his head shoved up his ass so I'm going with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel takes the win. On to our next fight for the last spot in the final four. Mike, this one is yours. It is Doctor Doom versus Superman. Uh, this this is tough. Um, the easy way is to evoke that Doctor Doom is a sorcerer. He has magical powers. Uh, Superman is susceptible to magic. And and one of the things that comes up a lot is Superman's weakness to magic. And this is often misinterpreted as that basically magic just automatically steamrolls over Superman. And that's not how it works. Superman is vulnerable to magic, which just means his invulnerability does not necessarily work. Uh, he, he is as vulnerable to magic as anybody else. It's, it's not a specific vulnerability. And it, it does depend on what kind of magic you're talking here. Now, Doom actually does have have the ability to uh, cast spells that could easily defeat Superman. The problem is we are always talking about Superman as the Superman that just doesn't really do anything. But as we are reminded every once in a while, uh, Superman is immensely powerful and Superman is immensely fast. Uh, Superman that is most powerful is actually faster than the speed of light and he can travel through time. Uh, So being that fast... He could just grab Doom fairly quickly, get him out into space where there's no oxygen, no incantation because there's no sound. Uh, certainly his strength is more than enough to break through the armor. Uh, the Doom's uh, visor can let heat in or let light in. Uh, Superman's uh, heat vision is basically laser beams which could cut through, go into the retina of Doom's or go into Doom's pupil and uh, and lobotomize him the way he did uh, Manchester Black. Um, you know, we forget because he's a goody-goody that Superman is actually one of the most powerful characters uh, ever written. And when he's written correctly, and I'm going to write him correctly as someone who knows, he's got to take care of Doom to save the world. And that's what Superman does. He takes care of Doom and saves the world. And if that uh, doesn't work, he'll just fly, fly counterclockwise, turn turn the world back in time until uh, Doom's a baby and then just kill him. A vote for Superman. Uh, Pete. Wow. Um, I think it would be a great battle, but ultimately, I gotta give the edge to Superman. Uh, uh, A vote for Superman. Uh, Anthony. Damn, Mike just broke that fight down really good. It does uh, nothing I really can add to it. Uh, Doom is really smart. Uh, uh, he has that magic element, Sorcerer Supreme. He's been to hell. But, you know, Superman is some has can't really be killed. 
I mean, he took a beating, a massive beating from Doomsday, and he just was in a coma till his cells regenerated. So that right there is impressive. He's fought, you know, in different galaxies, different universes. He's fought the aliens, dark side. So, I mean, as evil and as smart and the, the powers he has with the source, uh, with the magic, I, I think Superman would tap into all of his abilities to beat Dr. Doom. Uh, vote for Superman. Brian. Yeah, I mean, Mike pretty much, um, pretty much, um, gave the best argument in terms of saying that this is not the Superman that people like to beat up on. This is the Superman who knows that he has to take down Doom. So Doom is standing in the middle of, of Doomstadt, gloating, and all of a sudden a mountain just drops on top of him. And, you know, Superman is that powerful. Superman is, I, I, I appreciate Mike's argument for, you know, pointing out the fact that Superman is not stupid. He's not stupid, man. He is the guy who saves the world. And even though Dr. Doom is, in many cases, the ultimate villain, Superman is the ultimate hero. Um, the science isn't going to give him a whole lot of problems because he deals with Lex Luthor-level science on a regular basis. Uh, though the magic might give him some problems, but keep in mind, Doom has this thing with his ego. Doom hasn't taken over the Marvel Universe, mainly because he's got an ego that gets in his way. And if his ego is going to get in the way with Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and Squirrel Girl. So basically, what you're saying is you're voting for Superman. Yes? No? Maybe? I'm voting for Superman. Thank you. I, too, will vote for Superman. Superman is into the next round. We're on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the finals. <laughs> it is Jon Stewart versus Spider-Man. Uh, Pete, that one is yours. Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Who versus Spider-Man? Jon Stewart. Oh, Jon Stewart versus Spider-Man. Huh. I think for power, John Stewart would take the win, but you know what? I like Spider-Man better, so fuck it, Spider-Man. Uh, vote for Spider-Man. Uh, Brian? Um, well, you could have John Stewart, the Comedy Central guy, um, versus Spider-Man, and it would be a battle of wits. And I think since Spider-Man has the more, you know, vulnerable ego, if Jon Stewart started talking to him about, hey, dude, what kind of a spider is red and blue? What kind of spider is that? You know, and started <laughs> ragging on the costume and, you know, <laughs> taking taking cheap shots at his, at his vulnerable ego, then Spider-Man might pause. And if he pauses, then, then Jon Stewart, uh, from from the Justice League and Stephen Colbert are going to leap over the back of Jon Stewart, the comedian, and just beat the shit out of him. So that triumphant right there, those you know, the book ending Jon Stewart's plus Colbert with that flag are going to be more than uh, Spider Man. Even Spider Man, 
even Spider-Man can deal with, even though he has the superior theme song. Uh, vote for John Stewart. But you are forgetting that Spider-Man is a New Yorker. And Stephen Colbert is a good friend of Spider-Man. He's been in the comics with him. And John Stewart is a New Yorker and loves Spider-Man and loves New York City. I think they would team up with Spider-Man to beat the shit out of that Negro. Because nobody likes that black guy anyway. And uh, yeah, Spider-Man takes the win there. Mike? Yeah, actually, that's a very good point, Damon. I, I didn't think about that. Technically, because they are not on the list, they can switch sides. Um, but even if they didn't, you know, I hate to say it, uh, I think Spider-Man uh, in the Battle of Wits, yeah, they might start taking shots at, at the costume, but then Spider-Man just going to remind John Stewart about, oh, Big Daddy, or ah! Dazed and Confused. Ooh, and then again, point out the $2 billion his movies have generated. Um, and as far as Colbert, well, Colbert's a Republican and he's an American. And, well, Peter Parker is white. So because he's a Republican, he would have to turn and join Spider-Man against the black man because that's what Republicans have to do. If he doesn't, he ceases to exist entirely. Um, John Stewart is immensely powerful, but... He also has a weakness in that he is uh, he has self-doubt, although Spider-Man has self-doubt as well. But Spider-Man uh, overcomes his self-doubt, and, uh, well, Jon Stewart actually has let two planets, well, no, two or three now, I don't know how many, at least two planets uh, get destroyed on his watch, whereas Spider-Man hasn't let any planets blow up. And Spider-Man. Is into the final. Yeah, I'm changing my vote. I forgot about Death the Smoochie. That, that, that <laughs> definitely. I like that movie. Yeah, yeah, but it is, but it's. I like it too, but it is John Stewart from Comedy Central's Kryptonite. So. Oh no no, the Kryptonite is the faculty. <laughs> like seriously, like if you want to go Kryptonite, it's you know the we faculty. can pretty much just pull up the IMDb entry, and that's all it's going to take. And he would agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I got to change my vote on that one. Well, well played, Michael. Well played. Who will be facing Spider-Man? Will it be Captain Marvel or Superman? Anthony, hey, that fight is yours. I don't think I've voted in the Spider-Man Green Lantern one, but I guess it doesn't oh. matter. You can vote. Go ahead. You can but, try and sway somebody. Nah, I was going to mention that, you know, even with all his uh, wisecracking and his spider abilities, uh, Peter Parker is one of the smartest uh men in the uh in the whole marvel universe so i think that he might find a way to to neutralize or, or put a weakness find a weakness in green lantern's game and i think he'd win on top of that who has more will to win than peter parker so maybe what ends up happening is is like that in uh what was it identity crisis he'll get into a battle which for the ring itself and the ring will say peter parker is stronger will and go with him. That's how he'll win. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. But Spider-Man is in the finals and, and this fight is yours. Go it is him. Captain Marvel versus Superman. Oh my gosh. Um, I, freak, I seriously hate what DC did to the creators of Captain Marvel, so I should just vote on Captain Marvel out of spite. However, he technically is the basis for Captain Marvel. I really like Captain Marvel, the premise of it, his powers, what they're made up of. 
the fact that he really is a wholesome little kid. I think he's even more wholesome than Clark Kent, who grew up in Smallville, USA. But I've never seen Captain Marvel cut loose. I've seen Superman cut loose. I've seen Superman superly pissed off, sorry for the pun, pissed off to the point of ready to kill Darkseid, fight him to the death. And I think if, that, if it comes to that type of fight, Superman has it in him to kill Captain Marvel. I don't think Billy Batson, Captain Marvel, has the capabilities to kill Superman. I'm man that because DC retconned him, he idolizes. So I would go with Superman. A uh, vote for Superman. Brian. Uh, see, okay. You've got the precedent of DC Comics versus Fawcett Comics where Superman really just kicked the crap out of Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel never really recovered from that. Um, though you also do have the uh, Kingdom Come where Captain Marvel was pretty much beat the shit out of Superman. And even to the point where Captain Marvel is the one who saves the day at the sacrifice of his life when Superman can't really do it. Um, But at the end of the day, I kind of I kind of. Put it down, I, 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 I love both characters, but in terms of the mindset of both characters. Captain Marvel. When he's at his best, he's kind of a funny guy, champion, uh, and and he's not really he's not he was never designed to be down and dirty, gritty hero. And Superman, while he's never been designed to be that, he's also always been the hero who will do what he has to do, even if it makes him unpopular at times, even if it makes him feared at times he does what he has to do so at some point I know I see it coming down to one of these situations where Captain Marvel and Superman are squaring off and Captain Marvel is like um, you're beaten you know stand down you're beaten stand down and he basically winds up giving Superman one too many chances to surrender and because Superman will not surrender Captain Marvel winds up getting taken down. So, for all of those reasons, I'm going to go with Superman, though it pains me in my soul. Uh, vote for Superman. Uh, and uh, Superman, I'm uh, sorry, Captain Marvel did not win the fight against uh, Superman in Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, I don't think people remember, Superman was still trying to keep things from exploding. He didn't realize how far gone everything had gone at that point. Uh, he was not fighting uh, against him as much as just trying to contain him, whereas if he had actually fought against him, I think he would have beat the shit out of him. I'm voting for Superman. Mike? Um, I'm going to vote for Superman uh, for several reasons. One, as Brian mentioned, at least in terms of, of the law and in our real world, Superman has already won. Uh, secondly, um, if you if you really look at it, uh, you know, I'll go back to uh, to Final Crisis where uh, the supermen of, of all of the different worlds of the multiverse converge. And the representative of Earth-C was Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is the superman of his universe. He is the variation. Um, he cannot exist without Superman. Uh, he, 
he while he has been changed, he is a variation on the archetype. And uh, and lastly, you know, two people have mentioned Kingdom Come, and uh, one of the most important things about Kingdom Come is is, is you're right, Brian, and that Captain Marvel ultimately is the one who sacrifices himself, but it's not because Superman would have been unable to stop the bomb. It's that if Superman had stopped the bomb, he would have died instead of Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel knew that if Superman died, he would be unable to save the world. So he sacrificed himself because he knows the world still needed Superman to go on to be the inspiration for the heroes that he needs to be. And being that inspiration, I don't think Captain Marvel could beat him or would beat him. The only reason he was beating him in Kingdom Come is because he was mind controlled. Captain Marvel knows that Superman is the source of all of all heroes. And because of that, he would lay his life down so that Superman could go into the next round. Pete. Um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, one powerhouse up against another powerhouse. There have been some valid points made. Um, and Captain Marvel is susceptible to lightning, which can change him back to Billy Batson. So on the one hand, it's kind of easy to, to, to exploit his weakness. Cause all you have to do is lead him into a, uh, a thunderstorm and, uh, let nature work its course. But on the other hand, Superman does have that weakness to kryptonite. And also, the white-clad Marvel version of Captain Marvel from the Trials of Shazam was also able to command various uh, abilities owned by the wizard Shazam. So he kind of had the magic thing going on against Superman. Um, But ultimately, Superman did come first. and. I got to give the edge to Superman on her face. <laughs> and uh, it, it's magical lightning. It's not just any lightning that changes him into. Uh, depends on the incarnation. Cause in the early comics, as I recall, it was just regular lightning. It had to be, it had, some, it had to be sufficiently powerful. Yeah. Lightning. It couldn't just be a regular, regular lightning bolt. It had to be like a super powerful lightning bolt or magical lightning. Anyway, Superman. In the finals versus Spider-Man, we still got DC versus Marvel. Uh, Brian, that is yours. Spider-Man versus Superman. Oh, well, that's kind of easy. There is actually geek precedent in terms of the uh, giant-sized comic, Spider-Man versus Superman. Even when Spider-Man was juiced up by Lex Luthor so that he could fight more on Superman's level, he still was not able to take out Superman. Um, and eventually they wound up teaming up and taking out Lex Luthor and I forget who else. But uh, Spider-Man is def- definitely wins on cool points. Def- Spider-Man definitely wins on movie merchandise, movies and merchandise. But if you go with Quality over quantity. I don't think I have loved any of the Spider-Man movies as much as I loved that first Superman movie. Even though I thought that the you know some of the Raimi movies did 
pretty much as good a job of capturing, of translating the Spider-Man character to film as I think Donner did in translating Superman to film in that first Superman movie. Still, at the end of the day, you know, even amongst non-comics people, Superman is is recognized and an icon. He is the first, he is the prototype that Spider-Man was created to, you know, to go against. He is one of the three or four most recognizable characters in the world. And he is, you know, he embodies most of of the qualities that people I did. Matter of fact, he defines the superhero. So, you know, based on the level of powers, based on the the uh, level of iconic status, iconic, 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 you know, based on the level of overall merchandise, maybe not current merchandise, but overall merchandising, Superman, you know, kind of trumps Spider-Man. Spider-Man is probably... No, Spider-Man is probably tied for second with Batman. But at this point, maybe Superman, I think Superman is, is the champ. Uh, vote for Superman. Uh, wrong. Uh, you're, you're right. Uh, S- Superman is the, the golden age icon of heroes. Like He's the, the first superhero. He's the guy. But Spider-Man is the guy that changed the game. He was a kid. He wasn't the sidekick, but he was a kid. Like he he had actual everyday problems. Like where 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 Superman is the start, Spider-Man is the next step. I I I just have to say that. And in a physical fight, there's absolutely no way Spider-Man could beat Superman, but I think he could outsmart him. Uh because Peter Parker is infinitely smarter, and I think Spider-Man is just not is, is Right on the same level with Superman and Batman. As a matter of fact, I think Superman might actually be a little bit lower than both uh, Batman and Spider-Man at the moment because his last movie was, was it, eight years ago? Wasn't that successful? Both Spider-Man and Batman have had multiple um, successful movies, successful cartoon series in the last 20 years. Yeah, They've been but Sp- much, much more successful. But Superman has been a merchandising powerhouse for 75 yeah. years so, so, oh, even, so, so even while currently those guys are doing better than him over the long yes. haul over the long haul you are absolutely right but uh, only the last 20 years really count financially uh, <laughs> I'm going to vote for Spider-Man Mike um, I'm also going to vote for Spider-Man uh, to, to go big picture on you uh, while Superman is the first like you said Damon Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man changed the game Superman did not Superman created the superhero, but the superhero that Superman created does not exist anymore. Uh, Spider-Man defeated Superman and that the Marvel approach to heroes actually wound up overtaking DC. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man did not get turned into the, uh, the kind of stalwart, you know, squeaky clean, all good superhero, but look at Smallville. Smallville is Peter Parker. You know, the, the Clark Kent that existed prior to Superman was nothing like that at all. Uh, he may have been like pretending to be uh, kind of a weak character or whatever to hide, but he himself was not a torn character. He was not a character that 
that had self-doubt and things like that. All of that came up after Spider-Man basically rewrote the rules of what makes a hero. Um, and, and all of DC really had to change and adjust really just because it's not just DC Marvel. Um, even the Marvel heroes prior to Spider-Man were, were all cut from the same cloth of, of, uh, Marvel's, uh, pre-hero, uh, um, monster comics, the fantastic four, we're basically the first issue of Fantastic Four is basically just one of the monster comics with superheroes. The Hulk was a scientist. Ant Man was a scientist. Spider Man was the first hero that was not a reporter. He was he was not a he was just a photographer, and that was even afterwards. He was just a high school student. Reporters, cops, uh, test pilot, all of those things, all of these kind of like symbols of authority. Where Spider Man was a real person. Spider Man was you, and ultimately that won out. And even more so than that, um, you know, Superman's whole thing is to stand as an ideal, as something to strive for. Um, you know, I think the in the the trailer for for the new Superman movie, when Jor-El says, um, "You will give them something to strive for. One day they will join you in the sun and accomplish wonders." Spider-Man is that. Superman is supposed to inspire, and Spider-Man is what happens when humans are inspired. Lastly, he would win in a physical fight because way, way back at the beginning, Brainiac had some kryptonite on him and whoever beat Brainiac snagged it off of him and just kept passing it on until it got to Spider-Man and then game over. Spider-Man gets another vote. Pete. This one is actually really tough for me. Um, I cut my teeth on Spider-Man. That was the kind of the, 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 the character that I grew up with. And I, and because of that, I was always more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. Um, I liked the humanism because at the time uh, when I started reading comic books, um, the Superman stories were actually pretty lame. Um, he had many unforgettable, unforgettable, many forgettable villains that um, I, I can't even remember the names of. Um, there was really no no powerful storylines that got your attention at that time, but Spider-Man did. But on the other hand, I know Superman was one of my dad's favorite characters, and I still have his Kellogg's Superman uh, air water rocket that he got back in the 50s as a mail away. Um, so... You know, I'm going to vote on this one as a uh, uh, commemorative vote to my dad, and I'll go with Superman. It is all tied up. Oh, damn. Really? It comes down to you, Anthony. <laughs> Which one takes the win? Oh, I was hoping he'd pick Spider-Man and I wouldn't have to do this. Good Lord. Um, I'm hearing what everybody's saying and good lord, this is tough. This is tough. Can I can I throw out one more bit? Go ahead. No matter how much you may hate Spider-Man three or the Amazing Spider-Man, they're still not Superman four. <laughs> you know what? Don't 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 like pick on Spider on Superman because they've made. It, it, fucked up Superman movies. Think about all the cool Superman shit that's been going on in the past. And think about, well, maybe, I don't know what it it was for you, 
really what if you had a choice between superheroes, who would you be? If you want to be somebody who's like you or somebody who's better than you, what kind of comic book fan are you? I'm not judging you. I always know for my me personally, it always comes down to what do I aspire to be as opposed to who I am. Um, and that's why I always pick Superman in these fights. That's probably why I always lose. So um, go for you. Just vote with your heart. For me, that's the easiest way to go. For me, I mean, we just straight up fight. It's got to be Superman. But I, I, I want to make. I guess I want to make that statement. So I'm going to go with. Superman, as portrayed in the animated series from the 90s and early 2000s, and Justice League versus Ultimate Spider-Man. Those to, for me, those to me are the quintessential stories of Spider-Man and Superman that I really, really like. I know Spider-Man from Stan Lee up until the mid-80s, even with the Venom, is some really great storytelling. But as much as I hate Brian Michael Bendis, he told a really great spider Spider-Man story in those 130 issues. And Paul, was it Paul Denny and Bruce Timm, their caricature of Superman, considering what everybody grew up on, how lame people began to say Superman was, they gave him an edge that didn't seem forced. You saw someone who was struggling with being uh, an alien in on Earth, you saw someone who got angry, who went out for revenge, who always did the right thing. Essentially, um, uh, Damon would say they were telling Spider-Man as Superman. Um, honestly, I guess I'll go down to, if I'm not going to f- put them in head-on fights against one another, I'll look at their battles. And I got to give it to Superman. Superman has had way better knock down, drag out fights on the Justice League and his Superman show that I just look back at and say, God damn, that was good. I wish they had that Superman in the comic books. I would read it. I would subscribe to it. I would buy it every month it came out. And damn it, you know, you got to get something to being loyal to one girl for 70 plus years. A vote for Superman. And Superman and DC win the DC Marvel showdown this time around. Uh, we, of course, were wrong, like we always are. It, it, it should have been uh, Luke Cage. He, he's, he, but Afro wearing Luke Cage, not the ball. It, it actually Cage. should have been uh, John Stewart from Comedy Central. Yeah. He's not even DC Comics. At least Stephen Colbert is in a Marvel comic book. John Stewart isn't even in a DC well, see, comic That would book. mean that technically it's a draw. And really, isn't that the way it should be? It's always a draw because they draw, they're draw. they drawing. I am very mad that you guys took my selection of John Stewart Greenlander and turned him into a daily show, show long joke. I didn't do that. I made him black one the whole time. I, I teamed him, him up with the with, with, with made, John Stewart Super Shaft. So I, they were they were I, they were teamed up. I knew him. Uh, I, you know, I knew he was the Negro Lantern the whole time. How could you not know him? Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I love how Negro is somewhat offensive now. <laughs> well, because they can't get rid of the other words. So, well, well, no, 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 no. Like, 
you can say Negro and people will go, yeah. it's almost as bad. Like, it's like, oh, it's on the level of, uh, level of colored now, which is, which is beautiful. But uh, thanks for listening. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Brian? Uh, Superman 1 on Geek Fights. How the hell did that happen? It's the Easy. year of Superman. It's the year of Superman. Oh, yeah, one uh-huh. point. Yeah, no, go read uh, Superman in the Unauthorized Biography. Unauthorized Biography. It's it's interesting. It's kind of fun. Other than that, now just glad to be out, you know, fighting a geek fight. All right, uh, Pete. Um, as always, check me out on eBay. eBay user ID Dion's Playground, all one word. Uh, Anthony. Uh, nothing really promoting. Hopefully, you guys bought Metal Gear Rising by the DLC tomorrow. I need to keep my job. <laughs> well, tomorrow is like. Was like two weeks ago. Okay, well, April ninth. Uh, yeah, well, it's April 9th now for us. But anyway, uh, if if you are listening to this uh, in two days, we will be at C two E two. You can hang out with us. We'll be drunk. Uh, we'll be seeing stuff, doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we're part of the Popcast Network. Uh, go, go over there and. Check them out. Check us out on the Bobcast Network. There's actually no real difference. We, we just post it there. There's a message board. You can talk to us there. We look. I look every day. I'm like, did anybody say anything? And nobody ever does. Well, nobody really well, knows okay. about it yet. Shut up! <laughs> uh, special thanks goes to uh, Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And uh, to Chris Mitchell and uh, Christy Woke. Uh, they, they've done a, uh, a, a Geek Fights Wikia, and that's the easiest way to maneuver around and find episodes about things that you might like. Uh, you can use the search engine on there, and if you'd like to be on it, all you have to do is uh, contact either Chris Mitchell or Chrissy Welk, and they'll put you in. And a very special thanks goes to Mr. Jerry Formby. Uh, you can have, and the, well, amazing intros he creates. You can read his blog at www.heystartrek.net. You can also check him out on the Twitters. He's super underscore Spock. Mike? Uh, I'd like to uh, to plug uh, a, a book that just came out. It's called Nasty As I Am by Todd Johnson. Why? Uh, it's it's Todd Johnson, uh, the, the writer of uh, Tribe and uh, creator of Comics Cafe, uh, doing a book uh, basically telling everybody about uh, about his uh, his sexual exploits. He, he tells you how to... Uh, how to, to score with the ladies and uh, and how to fuck properly. Um, Todd Johnson. If it were if if it weren't for Todd Johnson, we would have no geek fights because he's the one who hired uh, both Damon and I at Comics Cafe. And uh, if if I actually remember uh, at the break, you probably heard me doing a dramatic rendition of of some of his uh, some of his dirtier passages. If I actually remember to record that before I edit this. Um, you can find me on the Weekend Geek video show on YouTube, where uh, I don't do any kind of uh, pornographic reading whatsoever, um, because we try to keep that one a little bit clean. Uh, you can find us uh, on the internet at geekfights.net. We've just redesigned our site. We've got a new logo that uh, has popped up. Uh, we got uh, lots of things there. We got links to the wiki that Damon mentioned earlier, links to our Facebook page. You should check us out there, because that's really where we have a lot of good discussions. Uh, we have links to our Twitter and our Tumblr and of course, all of the past episodes that uh, that we have done thus far. But don't forget to rate and review us. 
Oh, and uh, what is it? Wait, I'm trying to remember. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or the Zoom slash Xbox network. Also, we actually have a donate button now. So if you actually wanted to donate, you can. We're not saying you have to. I mean, we've only been doing this for three years for free. Yeah. No big deal. Over 200 <laughs> episodes so far. Yeah, only, actually, only this 200. Is, this is officially the 150. Then we've got oh the, yeah, that's right. This is 150. Episode 150, which uh, because it's comics means it's a special double sized anniversary issue. Uh, yeah, it's double sized. Is that a fact? Uh, happy birthday. Anyway, but go ahead, Mike. Uh, if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekbytesgmail.com or uh, on Facebook or Twitter, especially Facebook. At least for me, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but uh, we have a lot of people who uh, join the show through uh, Facebook. We'll uh, put things up there who wants to be on. So keep checking us out there, especially uh, on the days we record, because at the last minute when people drop out, that's where we usually find somebody. Like me. That's, a, that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Once a man. Once a man. Our upcoming episodes. Yeah, yeah. That was G.I. Joe animated series movie. Uh, next week is uh, Best South Park Character. And then after that, I don't remember exactly what's there. But there's another. Oh, wait, no, that's the C2E2 Drunk Show. <laughs> Duh. That's the episode that you can be a part of. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Best Science Fiction TV Show or Worst Science Fiction TV Show. I don't remember which one we've decided on, but it's going to be Science Fiction TV Show. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. You know, the fact that we came down with Superman and Spider-Man at the end of Marvel versus DC is just priceless. Good night. That is pretty fucking amazing. It had to be. But yeah, good night. Goodbye, my son. My hopes and dreams travel with you. You'll be an outcast. I'll kill him. How? He'll be a god to them. What if a child dreamed of becoming something other than what society had intended? What if a child aspired to something greater? My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. And I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. How do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks? For some, he was a guardian angel. For others, a ghost who never quite fit in. You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders.
son is safe? I will find him! My father believed if the world found out who I really was, they'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about... Excuse me. It's like weird, like when they forced it on Walking Dead for a while, I was like, oh, that's so strange. Because none of the characters in Walking Dead, with the exception of like three, were people of color. And then they added people of color in like, hey, here's these black people. Like they're, I, I know the story takes place outside of Atlanta, but it's outside of Atlanta. That's why there weren't any black people. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you didn't run into any. Although it was a little disconcerting when, you know, the the big zombie crawl in Atlanta and there's no black zombies. It's like, they should be mostly black. Sorry. No, what's more disconcerting is why is it every time they introduce a black character, a black character dies? Because <laughs> you can only have one. You can be only one. That's right. That, I'm just like, how do you not notice that shit? To be like, maybe we should cut that out. Well, no. I think the problem was uh, T was supposed to be Tyrese mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. And, and and they they never really addressed it. They just called it right. T. And then eventually... No, 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 no. T-Dog. T-Dog, yes. They called him T-Dog. And then eventually they were like, oh, yeah, this actor does not fill the role of the character that they wrote in the comics anywhere close. So we're not going to use him for that. But we're going to keep him on the show for a while. And then we're going to give him a, a triumphant death. He'll die gracefully or whatever. And then uh, we'll, we'll replace him with Tyrese. Cause yeah, but I, there was one black guy in between Tyrese. Uh, remember that? The prisoner. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, yeah. okay, well, we have, to, we have to have a black guy. But there was a, so we're gonna a black have a lady, too. Black guy. You don't remember the black lady. There's always a black, there was a black lady for a while. Too. Well, you know, Michelle's black. Yeah. No, but there was a black lady who basically decided that she was going to kill herself. Yeah, she committed suicide at the yeah, CDC. That's right, I remember that. Yeah. But what was insulting about the whole T Dog thing is like, let me get this straight. It's the zombie apocalypse, and you decide, yeah, just call me T Dog. Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, what's the problem with T Dog is I have no problem with them calling him T Dog in season one. When they come back after season two, how long? Yeah, because season two. And one blend together. That's all like within like a month or two months of each other. But season three is like 10 months later. It's a while later. So why the fuck are they still calling him T-Dog? I understand that first introduction of I'm normally called T-Dog. But eventually, hey, you know, we, we hang out. There's nothing to do at night. There's nothing to do during the day except for, you know, protect ourselves from zombie. What's your real name, dude? Tyrone, huh? That's cool. Tyrone uh, Bigby. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. So where are you from? Like the, the him being called T-Dog a year after they met means they never 
gave a shit about him and didn't care enough to ask him what his real fucking name was. <laughs> Maybe they thought T Dog was just a strange black name. No, uh, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to offer that perhaps his actual name was T Dog because he was black. <laughs> And he did live in Atlanta. Yeah. They're like, no, dude, are, what's your name? T-Dog. Uh, T-Dog. Yeah, you, we never saw how he spelled it. It could have been some <laughs> weird archaic spelling. T-E-A-D-A-U-G. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I work with uh, a kid who is named Tehran, spelled like Tehran, you know, the capital of Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I work with a kid who whose name is Cameron, but he pronounces it Cameron. Uh, there's another kid. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember all these names. And I was like, what? Arsha? What the fuck? Uh, this is like. Yeah. And in terms of, of, of black people names, I work in an elementary school. So Ooh. there you go. What's the worst one? I, you know what? I, 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 I don't even notice anymore. I really, I really don't even notice. <laughs> It's just like, oh, oh, this is your name, okay. That's yeah. That's that's, and you spell it Delano. How? Okay, I work with a guy named Delano. No, oh. I I got at least one Delano. I had at least one Delano. He was called, oh. he was named. Wait a second, Delano, really? What's his last name? Uh, I don't know Delano's last name, but he's he's mid twenty, so. Okay, what do you think about Delano? Delano. Yeah, but okay. Delano, as in Delano, as in Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, Yes, it's a mispronunciation of his middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. That's That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Because it it wasn't until I saw it spelled out, I was like, that's Delano. Oh, Oh here you go. Here's Here's the worst. I got a little girl whose name is Giselle. J I Z Z E L L E. So her name is Jim? Yeah. What? I got a little girl whose name is Giselle, which is usually G I S E L L E, but her name is J I Z Z E L E. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that poor girl. <laughs> well, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, wow. So you're in the first grade, and you already have a stripper name. Well, that, all right, that's, then. that's worse than stripper. That's porn star name. Yeah, that that's is. Worse than, that's pretty that's bad. worse than porn star that's name. That, so that's like, that's like a Bukaki porn star name. Right. I, Actually, that's a great Bukaki porn star name. No, 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 no,